Welcome to the podcast, Least Likely to Succeed. I am Chris Chuck, and today we have a another special guest, uh, Frank J. Brown. Last name Brown? Yeah. Last time I checked, I'm actually the fourth. Okay. Oh, so, the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Frank J. Brown the fourth is a uh, also was, known by most as just J. Or can we use the other name? Sure. Gay J. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> no secret there. Okay. Good. Well. Uh, today we're having Gay Jay on. Hi. Uh, Jay is. Hi. <laughs> hi. Jay, Jay uh, puts on uh, the local cars and coffee down in Virginia Beach. Uh, he is also a um, uh, whatever manager you are. I you am know. a used car sales manager at a local Honda dealership. I thought you did new cars. I do everything. Okay. My, I, but I do everything with all the used cars. Ah. So I'm a, I'm a glorified, dirty old used car salesman. Hmm. But, hey, if anybody needs a vehicle, new Honda, used car, come on down. First Team Honda on Western Branch Boulevard in Chesapeake. Come you, see me. You've got the commercial Jay. down. Absolutely. Too, too well. Hey, it's what all I do. All too well. Hey, I'm a car guy. I sell cars. I work on cars. I do car shows. Yeah. Everything I do is cars. And, well, Cats. Cars and cats, and she's uh, and watches and Legos, as you oh, yeah, I forgot see. about the watch collections. Um, and I, cigar smoker, and you like whiskey or bourbon, yes, and scotch. <sighs> now, I, I'm not going to put myself in the same car or watch category as somebody like Krill, yeah, but uh, well, I we, dabble, we're I dabble, balling like Krill. Well, I, I, I do the best I can with what I got to work with, small time balling, yeah, okay, yeah, reasonable. Yeah, I won't we'll say quite balling on a budget, but I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not not uh, Mr. Yush. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you know, we, we got to start this off right. We can't talk about start off talking about fucking cigars and all this classy shit. What about that classy ass? Uh-huh. What are we? Uh-huh. Are, are we? Are we bedan? I mean, you, you you gave me the dude wipes. Yeah. So. Got here. Jay gave me some dude wipes. We're going to mm-hmm. see what the dude wipes are all about. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the bidet action. No, it's not. I mean, this place was built a long time ago, and uh, I've, n- I've remodeled some things. Unfortunately, the bathroom is not one of them yet. You don't need a remodel to add a bidet. You yeah, need I'm gonna Amazon. Have to ta- I'm going to have to talk to you about what, what that, that add-on is, is all about. It is. I'm definitely but, not against it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. The ass is kind of important. Yeah, and it, it it's very important. So when you're wiping and you're smearing shit across mm-hmm. your ass, instead of smearing it, why not pressure wash it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it like a zero tip, 125 psi? Hell no, 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 no. We're not. I mean, if I'll I'll go ahead and put this out there. If you aim correctly and you relax a little bit, you could creep a little water up in there. Just creep it a little bit. It's a little weird. Whatever, but. So what you're saying is you got a little bit of an enema action going on, maybe. I mean, just the, it, but we're talking about like it just gets a little a little up in there, and then you know what I'm saying like you, it, it comes right out. Uh-huh. It's not nothing that like, bro, you feel it in your stomach. No, 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 not like that. I'm, and I'm not trying to scare people away from it just by talking about how you can get water inside your fucking asshole. No, I'm talking about cleaning the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And that's not static. That's me lighting up. Yeah, it's lighting the big. Big J, don't burn the, <laughs> don't burn shit. Yeah, you can smell it too. Smell it. Yeah, you burned it. No, I didn't. Where'd it go? I did not. 
Oh, sounds like you. It's this. Oh. Trust me, it doesn't have a mark on it. Sounds like smells like burning plastic. I'll buy a new one. <laughs> is that what that ball of life is like? Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll buy a new one. Ah, uh, oh, fuck it, you'll buy a new bidet. Mm. Hey, wait, I live in a small condo uh, to support my other extracurricular activities, so oh. I'm not house poor. So I can do what I want and buy what I want and okay. go where I want and That's drive what I want. And Yeah, I mean, you live in a nice community here. It's kind of like hidden from the... From the it's street, quiet. you had to stand outside with your with yourself with your phone, and yeah, you know I, I kind of got a kind of go. Uh, excuse me, I caught a glimpse of you and saw the, the. Okay, that's why I need to turn in. Okay, so it's missing the gate, but yeah, nice I graduated down from the gated community when I bought this place and moved out to my parents' house. They oh. still live in a gated community. They're, oh, they're, they're bougie like that. Are they are they on on this side of town? Yes, they live about ten minutes from here. Oh, okay. So it's still close. Still bougie. I'm very close with my parents. I mean, but you live in Williamsburg. Not Yorktown, Williamsburg. I live on the non-bougie side of Williamsburg. I live on the wrong side of the tracks. Non-bougie size, he calls it. I hey, don't I'll, think Williamsburg... The only, uh, the only grocery store I got is a shitty kitty and a Wawa. I mean, there ain't no Whole Foods and world market over here. No, because they don't want that shit over here. They don't want the traffic. Mm. They want our quaint, nice little neighborhoods. They quaint apartments. I mean, there's a lot of apartments around here, but there's still not a lot of shopping center type bullshit. It's not... No. It's just people who want their their nice, quaint neighborhoods. It's quiet. It is quiet. Nothing fancy. My can, the average age of my neighbors is probably 83. Yeah. You, I'm one of the younger people that live in this... So Complex. watch your tone. Don't be loud. Don't come in here basing music. They can't hear me anyway. They're deaf. Oh. At least the one across the way is. Huh. Well, that's good. Mm. I guess. She's nice. Doesn't, we don't bother each other. All life is good. Well, I don't think she can bother you much. <laughs> A lot of these are also like second, second homes for people that don't live here all the time. Or, mm. uh, a lot of them are empty most of the time and they come in on a weekend like once a month i guess kind of like a having a place at obx or somewhere like that just not with the beach you need to get on charles barker's level he he has he has <clears throat> probably the same adequate you know condo in virginia beach near the oceanfront mm-hmm. that's that's just his when he comes in a town home not a place that he lives in don't ask me where he lives but he doesn't live there no i've been there and when he comes into town there's there's some some person's gonna get the luxury of taking whatever brand new car off the lot with a dealer tag and you go pick up Mr. Barker himself and you bring him back to the dealership you get out of the car and leave him with it and he just does whatever he does well uh, he can do whatever the hell he damn well pleases I mean that's what I'm saying that's are we going to get on that level? Are we doing that? Are we going to own the dealership one day? Are you going to be Ban Danister? Because I don't call that nigga by his real name because fuck him. Uh, I don't really want to talk in detail about another dealer. No, no, no. I'm just saying, are you going to be on, on that level certain, of getting Certain there? levels, I could. Uh, he, he, he don't threaten me. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but are you going to get on his level of being the Ban Danister or the Charles level Parker? that he's on? He owns just enough of it to have his name on the building. He is not the majority owner. Oh, so Capo still owns it. Uh, he's making payments. 
<laughs> he's mortgaging oh, his shit. name. Oh, shit. That nigga making payments. You don't yeah. own nothing, nigga. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, right. rent and roll, fucking buy a dealership ass, nigga. Fuck him. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm like mm, one step down from that now. You know, we'll see what happens. You never know what tomorrow will bring. You know, yeah. I, the only... If there's an opportunity, not against it, not afraid of it. Yeah. But it'll be a definitely different way of life. I think you'll put, you'll probably put in just as many hours as you're putting in now, but well, in, in different areas. I would never be in the position that I'm in now without, like we talked about a little while ago before we started this, knowing all the right people. Mm. I sold cars just a salesperson you know, 10, 15 years ago and yeah. got out of it when the economy went to shit back in like 07, 08. Yeah. Everybody remembers that. It fucking sucked. Yeah. And I was working 70 hours a week and freaking borrowing money from my parents just to pay my mortgage. You know, it's yeah. terrible. So I got out of car business completely and you're talking about least likely to succeed. <laughs> I did not succeed at that point. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. I got to find something else to do that it has a regular ass paycheck. Right. So again, it's all in who you know. Parents next door neighbor was an executive with Geico. Oh. And he's like, "Hey, you're a car guy. You know all about cars. You should come work for Geico." I'm like, "Geico? I don't do know anything about insurance. Doing what, may I ask?" Oh, well, you'd be a great damage adjuster. Hmm. Oh, okay, what is that? And he told me all about it told me all the right people to call and email and send my resume to and uh, put in a word for me and I got that job. Nice. Uh, and I worked for that company for hmm, over a decade. Maybe oh, shit. Al- almost 11 years. Yeah, because it's, well, I mean, you've been a, a GM for what? I'm not Maybe a GM. Just a, I'm just a sales manager. Uh, my, uh, excuse my, me. Well, and I'll get to that in a second, the, di- the difference. Um, I worked my way up with Geico um, as high as I could because I'm not college educated. I do not hold a uh, degree of any kind, shape, or form. Which gotta, you probably wouldn't even need to fucking do the next thing up, but no, whatever. No, no, no. Oh, I, I don't believe... I, I think a bachelor's degree in freaking underwater basket weaving or sociology or whatever you want to get in on it. That's the fleecing of America. Yeah. There, there's no damn reason for it. The, I, I believe it. I, I think there are some concepts that they might there are. teach. I mean, I, th- I think everybody can benefit from basic economics, uh, and, you know, basic business administration class, things like that. Sure. But what the hell do I need to know about biochemistry to sell cars? Not a damn thing. Nope. Nope. Oh, how, English 701, if, you know, the study of the American classic masters of the 1880s. <laughs> gives a shit about Walt Whitman when you're selling cars. I mean, yeah, he's a talented writer, you know, a good storyteller, but uh, is your expertise in Walt Whitman going to ensure your paycheck? No, probably not. But I think it's a part of the expansion of the mind. I do not disagree with that either. I believe that's a good concept, but do I need to know, do I need four more years of English, a, a subject that is so complicated that people have uh, doctorate degrees in it? No. 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 
Nah, dude, as long as you can write a sentence and you can write one of them long fuck-ass emails that people send out that fucking mean nothing when you could have just shortened that up in one sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I need you to do this instead yep. of this long paragraph of explanation and dissertation and um, unneeded detail. You're wasting your time, wasting my time. Get right. to the point. Right. Dear congressman or dear... Uh, judicial system, stop sending them fuck ass fucking letters to my house saying, um, due to the un- unforeseen fucking blah blah blah, this and that, with all this fucking jargon, old ass English in it. Can y'all stop that bullshit? Mm, yeah, I, I I think it needs to be a little just just simple, just hey, simplify the shit. I got a good vocabulary. I say fuck a lot, but I think that's a sign yeah. of a creative and you know unrestrained mind because you know I don't give a shit. Right. But yeah, whatever. But getting back to the whole degree thing, nothing I've ever done would have benefited from me having a degree, at least not that I can see. It made you a couple thousand dollars a year. Eh, maybe probably if you're lucky. But I got to the point with Geico that I couldn't go any further without one. Right. And at my age, and as much as I travel, because I'm sure you know, I what I did with Geico is I traveled all over the country. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't trying to go back to school. Well, I was on the road. Yeah. It just, I, I just didn't feel like I had it in me. Yeah, no, so I, I understand. I, I kept doing what I was doing. I, you know, I did that gig for, that that gig within Geico uh, for about five, six years. And I was burnt out on travel. I mean, I love traveling. Yeah. I want to go and see everything, everywhere, everybody. I love traveling. But when you do it for a job and you're doing it, every other week sometimes two three weeks at a time and you do that for five or six years you want to break yeah no i get it and i couldn't even really make a lateral move to get out of the travel gig with geico because i they had changed the rules while i was in my current position Mm, that's lovely yeah so i couldn't have even gotten the position i had today without a degree but seven years ago it wasn't a requirement so i couldn't i was I was stuck. Yeah. I could either keep doing what I could do or I could take three steps down and go back to being an adjuster and take, you know, 30% pay cut. Uh-uh. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Like my money. Like yeah. my money. I hear that. So I, I was exploring other options. Wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, just knew I was kind of tired of traveling, a little bit burnt out. Um, so one of my closest friends, I've known for a long time, I met him in the car business. He is, what you mentioned earlier, a general manager of the dealership that I work at. And he called me one day. I just landed. I think I was, I think I just landed in, yeah, I just landed in Los Angeles. And, of course, with the time difference, he didn't know where I was. Um, so I got in there the night before. He calls me, and it's like, I don't know, 4.45 in the morning in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he's like, hey. I'm like, oh, you know I'm in California, right? No, no, I didn't. I was like, it's 4.45 in the morning. What do you want? He's like, well, I know you haven't been happy, and you're looking for something else to do, so I want you to come be my used car manager. And I'm like, it's 4.45 in the morning. Did I just hear what he said? Right. It's like, <laughs> what? It's like, are you drunk? And it's like, I said I was never going back to the car business. He's like, I know, but you're not going to be selling. 
you'll be managing the people that are selling it and the inventory and doing appraisals and this that, and the other and that's all stuff you do now and I know you're good at it and uh, I want you to come be my used car sales manager. It's like I have not been in the car business in like 11, 11 years. Said when I left I was never going back. Yeah. I mean, technically you're already in the car business. Well, the retail side of it. Yeah. Never say never. Long story short. Basically. So month later here I am be bobbing on into the Honda dealership as the used car manager. You're talking about least likely to succeed. You that was a learn well, still is. Yeah. A huge learning curve. No, I'm better. I'm getting there. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna fire me anytime soon, I hope. <laughs> but it it was definitely the biggest challenge I've ever undertaken, and I did not see it coming at all. Yeah, and even the most we'll think about. Being, I was uh, way more impressed with myself than I should have been. You should be. I mean, because you're if you have an honest opinion about yourself, I mean, you kind of have to analyze things every now and again and realize where you've been, where you're at now, and where you're probably going to end up going. So, with that intel, it's like okay, you went from selling cars. To a shit economy, to working for Geico, to being an adjuster, traveling around, being an adjuster. Okay, you made a step up. Now it's like you have this opportunity to go back to the car dealership and you're like, oh, I don't know if that'll be a good idea, but you do it anyway because I didn't it's like a good where opportunity. I was, and it was a good opportunity. You know, the potential economic windfall was huge. Yeah, and. <clears throat> You know, now now that 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 was a learning lesson for everyone, still is, and ongoing currently. Yeah. Uh, so, given that factor, it's like okay, now you're in a different position. So, sales. I'm not gonna say sales don't affect you as much, but you have control over the sales. You have yes. okay. So, we're not doing too great. What do we need to do to get this better? We need yes. to do one more advertising to, hey, let's get some specials going out mm-hmm. there so we can get some customers in the door. Yep. Or, you know, we, we can we can work some things out. That's all true. And ultimately, get our people on board and make some shit happen. Yeah, and motivating the salespeople, surprisingly, is one of the most difficult things to do. You know, they're there to make money. Yeah. But that seems to be the thing that motivates them the least in a lot of cases, which... Hmm. wasn't the case when I was selling cars. I was all about them dollar-dollar bills. Right. I mean, because you're going to work these hours regardless. Yeah. But, but if you can spend your time selling cars, talking to customers, and, oh. and making yourself money, why? Get, uh, I'm not going to call out any names or even name numbers or anything else because, you know, I got – it varies. I've I got 10, 11 salespeople working for us right now, and probably four or five of them – to get them to pick up the phone and prospect and follow up with their customers, it's like pulling teeth. You know what? And that's those those people probably aren't hustlers. No. You not. know you know who makes the guy who probably makes money? He's probably your hustler. You always see him walking around, you always see him talking to somebody, you always see him on the phone. He's always doing something because for one, he doesn't want to sit still. No. Because that's time where you're just wasting. Right. Two He's he's the guy. If if even if he is sitting still, I guarantee you he's either on social media. Yep. He's on his phone calling somebody. Yep. He's on Facebook. He's mm-hmm. on Instagram. He's doing something that could potentially make him money, even if it's through the dealership or whatever his side gig is or whatever. Right. Uh, uh, well, uh, but long story short, my boss 
well, he's actually my boss's boss, technically. But we're close friends. Mm-hmm. We still are. Uh, if I wasn't here with you right now, I'd be out with them at the Grand Illumination. It's in Williamsburg's Grand Illumination tonight. Oh, this is a bougie event. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It, it is uh, the bougiest of the Williamsburg uh, mm. seasonal events. And I, I go most years uh, if the weather's decent. So this year would have been a good time to go. But you know what? I decided to spend it with you. Oh, I appreciate that, Jay. Mm. But it, he's very demanding, which mm. he should be, because yeah. he runs the show. Right. Service, sales, parts, everything. It's yeah. all him. So if the phone calls don't get made by the salespeople, guess who? He looks at. Because mm-hmm. you're conveniently there. Uh-huh. And I hate talking on the phone. Why? I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I will tell you this: when when you're when you're forced into it, yes, and most of your when you interactions, know you have to do it. Well, no, no. When, but when you have good interactions mm, on the phone, it's and great. you're making people happy. It's great. Yes. You don't mind being on the phone, but then of course when they say, "Why are you calling me?" Blah blah blah. Y- y'all are harassing me. Like, or they just hang up on you. Then it's just like, oh god, there's another one. But here's here's the thing: it's not your problem. No, they can't take away my birthday. And they're not going to reach through the phone and give me the finger. Right. Whatever. I mean, even then, it's just like, hey, look, you know, I'm just here just to make a courtesy call. You know, I'm trying to see where you're at. Like, you know, you came you came to us first. Exactly. And that's something a lot of people don't get. They're like, why are you calling me? Uh, Because you emailed us and went to our website and asked about vehicles. So I'm kind of trying to, uh, you know help you out with your inquiry i think they want to email back well they get that too well and no, when no, i no, see they, they've read the email then i call them oh yeah oh you sent a send receipt uh-huh. oh okay yeah, or so excuse if, me if, a red receipt <laughs> yeah that's when I, I was like oh they just read that what am i calling hmm fair enough fair enough but i think people just kind of they're we're in that text messaging age especially with i can do that thing. too but we'll right from people, my computer I don't yeah know they want the text message they don't want the phone call oh i'm gonna send them all of it that's kind of weird. I, I, maybe it's a little much. I just want to make sure. I, I think keeping in touch is a is a way to do things. Hey, but you don't have to. Yeah, but I mean, but there's certain people that you can't pressure. Me, you can't pressure me. And and when the answer's no, nah, you good. Well, that's one thing I am very good at is figuring out real quick exactly who and what I'm dealing with. Most people you can't convince though. Mm, you can, but with me personally. Speaking on my side, because I, well, and I don't buy newer cars anyway, but if it, if it were coming to someone convincing you, I've already got it made up with my mind. I've, I've done the research that you, you're telling me all this, like you, you can't tell me anything. Right. I'm not going to go out and I- ignorantly and buy something because you're, you're the 10%. Yeah. I wouldn't even say 10%. Mm. I'd give it less than that. There are a lot of very educated buyers out there. Really? Yeah. I mean, but but I mean, educated as in you, you kind of know what you want, so well, you dwindle down from twenty cars to five cars, or they got it down to two or three cars and three colors. Oh, okay. All right. You get that a lot with Honda, and Toyota, Subaru buyers. Especially Those are the Subaru most people. three commonly cross-shopped brands and I have all of it right next to each other. Speaking of which, you know what would be the worst brand I would want to fucking sell for? Hmm. Subaru. Not because of Subaru the company, because of the people. How many how many times have and I mean I, I know you don't work in Subaru, but 
you got to imagine who who their customers are, and a lot of people who come in for Subaru, they're gonna come in trying to lowball you. It's like you can't lowball me on a brand new car. It's not how this works. Well, they'll try. Well, that's what I'm saying, and it's it's kind of it, it gets to the point where it's annoying because you you can't lowball me on a new car. It's not gonna fucking happen. Do you have cash money? Okay, well now we really can't talk. Uh, yeah. So, if you, oh, if you say, "Oh, I'm gonna give you, I want five thousand dollars off. I'm paying cash." I'm like, "Well, that just made it a lot less likely for me to take that deal." I make money when you finance it. Oh, I know. I, I well, I know a little bit of the in and out. Thanks to my friend Matt Green, who's told me a lot of things. Yeah. If you but, say, "Oh, I, I got cash money," well, good for you. That just means I make even less. So that doesn't really motivate me at all. But even when you're trying to push inventory, does that not work? I don't care how you pay for the car. The deal's the deal. Hmm, okay. It don't matter. But I, I think, I feel Subaru is one of those peop, one of those companies that in the market, just they have their they have their niche community. So do. it's they not do. like, we, we're not going to lose these loyal prices. buyers. Very. Right. And at the same time, they have, you go to North, North, Northeast, that's, that's what they sell. Oh, so yeah. are you going to catch a deal there? Probably not. No. Because if you're not going to buy it, hey, I got 10 people over here that will. Mm-hmm. So are you going to buy or not? Yeah. It's like, well, here's a shameless plug for my Subaru guys next door. But we still, I forget what it's called. That new, the BRZ special edition, like track ready mm. car oh. uh, that they made. I don't know what, 300, 500 of them. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a big Subaru guy. Huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's got I don't. A, the big. <laughs> it's got the big wing on the back and the adjustable oh, suspension. And, oh, they only made a, a handful of them. So not we, many. It's a Celica action kit. No, it's more than that. I mean, it's got bigger brakes and adjustable suspension. And does it have a turbo? No, it's not track ready. Slow ass thing. Anyway, but that being said, we still got one, and it ain't sold, and it's more. If anybody wants it. Just if anybody wants it. Yeah, just call him first team Subaru and ask for Sang. He'll hook you up. Huh. He's a sales manager. All right. He'll make it happen. Hit up Mr. Sang for your brand new BRZ. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Slow Mm -hmm. off the box, but stops real fast. Well, I got a a 19 Type R in a new color. Be here in a month or two, and I don't have a buyer for that either. So come see me for that one. I'm not a fan of a lot of these new cars, to be honest. You see what I'm driving? I mean, I I know. So I I kind of like. How do you feel about like a lot of the new cars? And and I will also put in the factor of like, okay, you know, you in 1990 or 1980, whatever year your car was made, parts were you know probably expensive because it's a fucking Mercedes for one, two, but it they weren't like ridiculous. No, they weren't a headlight for a fucking brand new RL. Well, I that's a thousand fucking dollars. You. Either one of those Benzes parked downstairs right now costs me less to operate from a maintenance and repair standpoint than a Civic built in the last 10 years. I promise you. And I wouldn't doubt that one bit. Parts, common maintenance parts, dirt cheap. Right. And even uncommon maintenance parts. Mm -hmm. If you needed a headlight for your car, it's not $1,000. No. I'm you fine. can get a, you can probably get a European set that is rare that made oh they only made two fifty yeah. of them and you probably yeah, pay a thousand dollars for it for the nah, pair. Maybe, well, I, and I'm just I'm just throwing that out. Well, there. I'll give you an example. Like I I broke a window switch in my coupe yesterday. 
window wouldn't go up. Switch was crunchy. Okay. Well, all, all, all four <laughs> switches are exactly the same. So I, you know, pull the console out, switch, switch switches. Yeah. Roll the window up. Not a problem. Get on my phone. Water apart. OEM from Mercedes Benz. How much do you think that switch was? Hundred bucks. Twenty. Nope. Ten. Eleven eighty-five. Fair enough. Eleven dollars and eighty-five cents. But probably back in what year is it? It's a ninety-two. But they, ninety-three. It probably was a little more than that. No, they use that same switch all the way up into the two thousands because it's still got the same switches that my O2 SL's got. Same hmm. switches. That's hilarious. Don't fix what ain't broke. True. Very true. But people try to. They want to switch to the newest model, the greatest of things. You don't get, we don't get the model series like we used to back, no. back when Integra's. You figure they made the same Integra from 1994 to 2001. Yeah. They made the same Jetta from 1993 to 1999. Mm-hmm. They made um, the same Jetta from 1985 to 1992. Yeah. Now, shit, you'd be lucky if a fucking model series lasts five years. My SL came out in 1989, and they built it till 2002. Yeah. 13, no, 13? 13 or 14 model years with that body style. And I don't think they realized that they made something great, and then they change it, and it's just like... Okay, now you made something that's like not that great. It's okay, but and that's kind of what happened with its successor. It sold well, but it was not as well built, was well engineered, as reliable. To get cheaper. It, well, yeah, because that car came out when Chrysler was involved. Yeah, we all know they. My make car a, was a real Mercedes. We we all know they make quality products, <coughs> transmissions. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> uh, they make great transmissions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Let's, let's not forget about that uh, Volkswagen Ruton, or AKA Dodge Caravan. Mm-hmm. Garbage. A caravan without stow and go. So yeah, that that makes, <laughs> that makes it better. Of course, you know all the nitty gritty details about it. No, that's what I do. Yeah, and they still make fucking junk, and their their vehicles look like fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Look at the fucking Pacifica. This is the most garbage thing they ever fucking. It's made. a nice van, though. I don't give a fuck. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the van. I'm talking about the SUV. That oh, that thing? Made. Oh, yeah. That was a piece of fucking shit. I already forgot that existed. And, and wait, let's 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 make a poll to see what we should name our new van and then name it after a piece of shit. Are you retarded? Come on. I don't know why companies do that. Why do you recycle names of vehicles that were not very good? Well, Honda just did the same thing. With what? The Passport. Oh. Well, the Passport wasn't... To me, it was an Isuzu. It was an Isuzu slash Honda. Mm. Isuzu slash Honda slash what was it? Something else. It was a rodeo and a trooper yeah. and you know. no, the trooper was different because the the Acura had the R. The fuck was it? a a a s r uh, a s r x. Yeah, yeah, S R X or S L X. One of the two. I think they sold three of them. One was black, and two of them were that, like, candy apple red color. Like the burgundy? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that those are pretty sweet, though. Mm. The pieces of shit, but I think they're pretty sweet. But why would you bring back the passport name? Because people want to have that nostalgia of something that they owned before. Who in the hell is nostalgic about a Mizuzu rodeo? I mean, I know a guy that has a passport on a Forerunner frame that's, like, lifted high as fuck. It's pretty cool, well, but it's it, not really a passport. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> mm. 
Um, but, but anyway, if anybody would like the all-new 2019 Honda Passport, we're taking orders now. It will be arriving in dealers in February. Are people pre-order? I mean, so, so is it... it is it the boxy fucking no. like top heavy? Nope. No. No. It is on the same platform as a Pilot uh, and Ridgeline. It is shorter. It is only a five passenger instead of a seven passenger, and basically, the front end looks like a Ridgeline pickup truck. Mm-hmm. The back looks like a combination of a Range Rover Sport. And an explorer, but not necessarily in a bad way. And the side looks vaguely reminiscent of a Forester Subaru. Mm. I mean, it works. I mean, it's not earth-shattering, but, you know, it's a Honda. Everything's evolutionary. It, yeah. it works. It's practical. It's a nice vehicle. It does everything it's supposed to do. It's not a Lamborghini. You know, it's not a Ferrari. It's not going to turn heads, but it meets the needs of a certain segment of the population that's looking for a larger, rugged five-passenger SUV that doesn't want, you know... Here's here's my problem, though. Whenever one says about the new car, the new hotness, whatever is new, you know, the new Honda, the new BRZ, whatever, my question, my first question I, I, is... I don't think a everyday common man's brand can ever be said to have the new hotness. What, They're whatever. not really the trendsetters. They're the what? followers that water it down so that, you know, Karen, Jessica, and Biff can haul their kids <laughs> around them. Ah, uh, fucking Biff. Mm. I hate horse manure. Yeah, cars. Mm. Anyway, um, well, my, my question is, is how long is it going to take for this thing to fall apart? It's a Honda. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking in that in that aspect. I'm talking about in new car quality. Because you, you don't get what the quality was in 2002, 2003. I, man, you know what? I praise the fuck out of Saab because I they made a quality-ass motherfucking vehicle in 2003. Saab always made a quality product. People think it's a piece of shit, it's though. Not. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. The only ones that are a piece of shit are the ones that are owned by pieces of shit that don't maintain it. Oh, well, if you give the car, it's just like a Mercedes. If you give the car what it wants, when it wants it, it's going to take care of you. It's a good car. Those they were wagons. over-engineered. Volkswagens. Uh, yeah. Same, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Same boat. It's yeah. like, okay, they require maintenance. Mm-hmm. Some, It's sometimes a little more expensive than, you know, putting a timing belt on your Honda Civic. Right. Because you got to pull the whole fucking motor to fucking get to the timing chains on the VR6. But guess what? When you, when, they, when you do this shit when you're supposed to, you maintain it like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. dude, you will not have any problems out of that fucking motor. You cannot fucking kill a VR6 naturally aspirated without fucking with it. Mm-mm. If you do the maintenance, yeah. you will not fucking kill that fucking motor. I got a 27-year-old Mercedes downstairs in the garage right now. Corey Henderson and I are getting ready to hop in that thing and drive it to Tampa for a weekend. How long of a drive is that? It's 849 miles by my calculations. Like there and back or no, just there? one way. Oh, damn. So by the time I drive around when I'm down there, you probably may as well say it's 1,800 miles. Yeah. Well, we'll just say 2,000. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. Because you're going to get off the interstate and do some do, do something. Yeah. Anyway, this so. car is older than a lot of the people that we know and talk to every day. Yeah. It, it, it's old. Yeah. But do I trust it? Yes. Damn right. I would. Am I doing stuff to it in preparation? Yeah. I'm not. I mean, if I think it needs it or it's been a while since it's been done, guess what? It's do getting it. done. And. I, That's I, how you take care of a car. 
do it before you got to do it, and then but that's it's what, not a problem. But here's the other problem with that, too. When you don't know shit about cars, and you want to, you know, before shit breaks, let's, let's, fix, let's fix shit. You have to have an honest mechanic who's going to be like, hey, you need this and this and this now. Mm-hmm. Later on, you might need this and this. Mm-hmm. You know, honest good mechanic for that. Yes. Good but luck finding one. Well, I, mean, I, I see your point, but there's also... And, I, and granted, if you bought the car used, you might not have it. But every car comes with a maintenance guide and what you should be looking to do at each mileage and time. Yeah, but when you're talking a car that's got 120,000 miles on it, that maintenance guide is out the fucking window. No, it's not. The one in my Mercedes is runs to 300,000 miles. Yeah, but, but when you're talking about, okay, tie rods, ball joints, mm-hmm. um, and, and you're talking about Mercedes, you're talking about multiple control arms, you're talking mm-hmm. bushings, mm-hmm. um belts yep. uh, no there's no maintenance there's no there's no maintenance schedule maintenance for belts true you, you, you know you, you check them you tighten them as needed or replace them as needed mm-hmm. timing belts okay every 60k every 90k whatever timing chains change the fucking oil don't skip oil changes put decent oil in it mobile one's garbage fucking you know i mean my only point obviously you and i know cars and most most of the people that we hang around with at least have some concept of it right if you take care of a car, it's going to take care of you. I don't care. Uh, for the most part. For the most part. Unless you, know. you have a Nissan Altima. Oh, God. <laughs> CDT bullshit. Dude, not even that. I'm just talking about, like, I mean, I, I remember, I remember. Let's go back to 2003. Holy shit. 2003. The fucking, the, the 2002 Altima was the new, the new shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Guy, guy comes in. Under under the insurance company, put a motor in. Car had like 120. It was it was a high mileage car. Mm-hmm. The car was in great shape. Mm-hmm. It was it was maintained, but burned oil like a motherfucker. Like more than four quarts quarts before the oil change was needed. Neat. That type of burning oil. Mm-hmm. So uh, they paid a guy. Was it like 20 hours to put that motor in? Well, needless to say, about a year later, they came out with the fucking recall with the cats. Where the cat was breaking up and getting sucked back into the motor, mm-hmm. causing it to burn oil. Mm-hmm. So he lucked out on that one. But guess what? After that, all these fucking recalls coming in. Luckily, I never got one and needed a motor because that was going to be the day I quit. I'm not putting in a motor for eight hours because fucking warranties paying eight hours to put a fucking motor in. Like, y'all watch your goddamn mind. But anyway, we're not even getting on that. No. But what I'm saying is, is that's a piece of shit. Out the box, it's a piece of shit. Why? Because of that. Because if your motor can't last you 120,000 miles without burning oil, that means they built a piece of shit. Don't disagree. Even if it's just the, the cat was a problem, okay, well, you built a piece of shit cat. All right. Why, why the fuck is it building, creating so much heat that it, gets, it, gets, it breaks up and gets sucked back into the fucking motor? Hmm. That doesn't make no fucking sense. You are building 100% complete Junk. Okay, so no love for the Altimas. No love. Mm. None. 2002-2003 Maxima? Dude, gets my... That is that is the praise car of them all. Really? O2 sensors, starters, you'll never have a problem with the motor, except for one time for the fucking water pump, because it's bullshit. They, they put the time... They put the water pump inside the uh, time and chain cover. So it's not normal to have someone who knows how to get that out. And guess what? If you make the chain skip, now you got to take all the covers off. That's a whole different pain in the ass. Anyway, we don't want to listen to that either. Well, that's why I have a Nissan guy, the guy Robert Felmy I had on. I I would give it to him, say, hey, 
do do what you got to do. Let me know how much I owe you. Because for one, he's going to do it right. Two, he's not going to fuck you over. So if he if he puts the water pump in, time and chain skips, it's on him. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going to fucking throw that in your lap. He's one of the very few, honestly, like, trustworthy, good mechanics. There are some out there. And luckily he owns a shop. So if you ever need a, a, a good mechanic, you need, you need your fucking Mercedes worked on, he's done plenty of them. You need your Land Rover worked on, done plenty of them. Audi, he worked there too. So... And and he's not, and and also a good thing about him, he doesn't use shitty parts. He's he's more than likely to use OEM parts over aftermarket parts. But that granted, there are some better aftermarket parts. You do some research for yourself. You show him. You know, you, you give him the forms, the threads, and all the fucking information. And you know, he'll cons- take that in consideration. And you might change his mind. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, he's. He is 100 to the books. Like, this is how the shit's supposed to work. This is what you do to fix it, and that's it. Well, We're not missing bolts. We're not missing fucking covers. We're not throwing away shit. I got a couple of those that work for, for us at the at the dealership. And we're not going to talk about them. No. Can't talk about them. No. And, and the bad thing is there's, there's too many of them. And it's, they're not only at your dealership. They're, they're at every other shop, too. There's at least one at every shop, at least. That's really good. How's that really good? No, I just, I've got a couple of them that are really good. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant like shit mechanics. Well, everywhere's got those. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you got the A-Techs, the B-Techs, the C-Techs, and the Lube-Techs. Um, but it, it, it's hard to, when they even when they're a Lube-Tech, it's hard to tell if that person is going to be good. It, it's on... It's all on them. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I never thought my friend Walt would be a fucking Toyota Master Tech, but he is. Hmm? He did a lot better than I did at fucking working on cars, and I thought I wanted to do that for my fucking life. He didn't think of that that at the time. He didn't really. He thought he was gonna be a fucking um, uh, what's the the firefighters that get dropped out of fucking helicopters to fight forest fires? Yeah, not likely. Well, I'm saying, but that's that's what he strived for in high school. And the next thing you know, he's working at a dealership I am. And next thing you know, he's a fucking tech. Next fucking five years later, now he's a fucking master tech. Well, obviously worked out well for him. Yeah. But he's also that same motherfucker that you don't want to play video games with. Because no matter what the game is, he's better than you. Um, Even though he's he spent half the time playing than you did, he just got on the game. And now he's kicking your fucking ass like you never played it before. Uh, yeah, I know he's that motherfucker. People. See, I'm the exact opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> I never excelled as a gamer. I suck. I have the world's worst hand-eye coordination. I'm not athletic. You know, if, if you told me to go play catch, I might catch it one in five times. I, I, I man, I got just, hit in the face with a fucking baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's yeah, me. that's me. I can't. I'm not gonna say I can't play video games. If I sit down and get into it, I can, but. Maybe it's, it's a work racing, for me. It's a racing game, car yeah, game. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I was really into like Mario Brothers back in the day. I mean, but I, mean, yeah, I got yeah. that like new Super Nintendo thing, emulator the, thing over there. The little, the, I forgot what those things are called. Yeah, I got one of those. But you play Fortnite on it? No, <laughs> I'm not a gamer. Uh, you know, and I just don't. I, I don't have the time. It's work for me. Well, and clearly you easy. don't have the time. You know, you're spending more time at the dealership, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. is true. So let's talk about this. I know this is probably uh, 
I don't I don't know if you're you're think you even thought about me even asking about this. So let's talk about like being gay in the car community. Okay. So I remember you saying something a while ago uh, that you're meeting up with some people. I think up in Richmond or DC. Um, just it was just a, like a, a sub community of the car community. Just bunch of gay guys that fucking yeah up in northern virginia yeah, yeah. so uh, tell me tell me more about that what was, what was that like and like how did you how did you find out about that well i mean you got facebook man i mean yeah facebook is is for all the things that it is that it isn't the good the bad and the ugly the one thing it does do is bring people together and people that and from all walks of life from with a common interest that you would never have a chance to interact with any other way yeah and i'm thankful for it for that i mean i i used to be addicted to facebook and i still check it a few times a day but you know i can go days without posting anything now yeah i see you i see you definitely don't post as much as you used to now and and plus you you work a lot more now so well yeah and that's part of it too but you know yeah you can't let social media um you know run your life no but you can in a positive way well yeah groups like that absolutely and it's actually a a relatively large i don't know exactly how many members are in i think the last time i looked which was a while ago it was over six thousand. holy shit Uh, um it's grouped it's just some real simple it's called the car gaze yeah <laughs> and you know there's different regional chapters if you will that have spun off and cropped up here and there and uh we have the the what do they call it the uh dmv the del marva yeah the uh dc Delaware, yeah yeah um uh, sub sect and yeah so it was probably a, a group with the um, of them, which I've met up with a couple of times, and yeah, you know, uh, the president of the Washington Area Press Association is one of them. So he set up sets up a gay family night at the DC Auto Show every year. You know, okay, so, so I mean, we're no different than any other enthusiast for the most part. I mean, I mean, but it's potential. You know, might meet a guy, meet a girl, whoever. Absolutely. Sure, and so. and you know I started becoming a part of that group, and again I don't post like I used to, but um, nor would I consider myself like OG car gay. <laughs> I, I tripped over it and was added to it long, long after it had already been a thing that I didn't even know about. But when I was traveling with my previous gig, it was great because. If I had the time, wherever I was going, I could usually find somebody of multiple common interests yeah. to hit up, hang out with, have dinner, whatever. Yeah. And I've met so many awesome people from all over the country, from all walks of life. The only com- two common denominators are hmm, queer, hey, hi, and cars. Yeah. And that's a good reason to come together anyway. Sure, it is. Even if it's just cars. I mean, yeah. why not? Well, well and at least, so at I, least I, you'll have one good conversation. I now have mm-hmm. people I would consider good friends in all corners of the country. And I don't think that would have been the case in any other way. Yeah. You know, whether it's Los Angeles or Seattle or Dallas or M- Minneapolis or 
New York, Florida, anywhere in between. Yeah. yeah I, I've met some of the coolest people ever. And in the in the same in the same light, I had dinner with a friend the other day who is from Canada. He uh, he's a truck driver. Happened to pick up a load in, in Chesapeake, mm-hmm. and he hit me up. And was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Um, I'm at work." And he was like, "Oh, I'm in Chesapeake." He was literally five miles from me, and I'm like, "Yo, what are you like? What are, what are you doing? Like, are you staying here for a while?" He's like, "Yeah, I gotta be here for ten hours, so whatever." He's like, "Yo, if you wanna, you know, grab dinner or whatever, just like, you know, I'm I'm here." Screw me up. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking, went. We had meatloaf together. Mm-hmm. Fucking, we, I, of course I had to make some letter Kenny jokes because you know that's that's, that's Canada. <laughs> no malt, no malts, vinegars on the table. Mm. Um, but dude, we had fucking meatloaf and like I mean he likes meatloaf and, and did, you didn't eat poutine, did you? I want to try. I, I I had I had a, a churched up poutine mm. and I I just don't feel like it was authentic. Well, see, I want to go to Canada. I'm a very and adventurous eater. I'll try anything once. But there are certain things that I just don't like. Um, and I know I'm not going to like them. Beef gravy. Bingo. <laughs> I hate brown gravy. Don't know why. It's nothing that goes into Everything that goes into it is stuff I like. But what it comes out as, I don't know if it's a texture thing or what. I, I, nope. So the meatloaf we had had gravy on it. No, I would order but the, but, but you know what? It, the, what, what the, the encompassy thing was it didn't matter if it had the gravy on it or not it was still fucking good so okay it's a little it's a little little gravy texture to it just a little bit mm-hmm. but no 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 get past that once you get past that dude you you don't even, you forget about it I got it's you. a part of the flavor but you forget about it Maybe maybe you need to maybe a little less gravy for you. Yeah, okay. Or use the gravy as a dip. I mean the whole the whole thing with the, the fries and the cheese curds. And the, oh yeah, sign me up. See, but I don't. And 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 what I was telling him, he was like, he was asking me if we had cheese curds here, and I'm like, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, don't we can get know. them. It's yeah. not something you're just gonna and stumble across. You're gonna have to go looking for. Exactly it. what I was telling him is like, see, and, and you know, he he knows this. You go to certain places around in in the country. You're not gonna get cheese curds here for real. No, every, you're not gonna has... get. You're not gonna get the fucking. Um, what do you want? Uh, cheese curds on your crab cake? I mean, uh, I don't you, know. You get you, well, around here. You mean? I don't think I've never really used cheese curds. Like, if I see a recipe that has cheese curds on it, like, yes, this is some nor'eastern bullshit. Like, fuck Midwest. that. I don't give a fuck. That's I'm some, not fucking going over there to eat that's that some, bullshit. That's some Wisconsin stuff. I ain't got time for that shit. I'm not making no fucking cheese curds. But let me tell They're you something. Delicious. I'll I'll put some fucking ketchup, some fucking shrimp, some some crab meat, not that I'll, not that fake shit, some real shit. We'll put that on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do that up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. cheese curd, what the fuck? No, you got time for that? They shit. squeak. I, when you I, I bite think, into them, I don't think I've even squeak. had cheese curds to be honest. They're, it's what the fuck do you put cheese curds on other than poutine? Well, they're they're basically just like. I don't know kernels of cheese. So kind of like that. What's that? That cheese they put on top of fucking salads. What the fuck is that shit? Blue, Blue cheese? cheese or feta yeah, cheese? It's like fucking no, feta uh, cheese or some shit. No, it's it, it's no. It's not. Come on, I man. Mean, you got you got the nigga in me coming out. It's not like that at all. What the fuck this shit is? The fucking goddamn like crumbled cheese. Oh, the fuck Jesus. out of here with that shit. All right. Well, I'm not that fat. Look, I, I don't like cheese that much to be fancy because I only shit my brains out when when I'm done. How about that? <laughs> 
Okay. Maybe. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. I might need a bidet. Well, you you got that. Well, kind of, but not really. Yeah, well, I, I live in a different house now. Well, so. I, I don't know. Cheese curds are... Well, I love cheese. and I, I, I like all forms of cheese. Cheeses. If I could survive on steak, bread, cheese... Sounds like a wholesome diet. That, yeah. <laughs> I'd be dead. I, I, yeah, I, I'd just be dead. Yeah, because yeah. I don't... Well, if you leave out the bread, you might be all right. Mm. There's people doing all-meat diets. I mean, I'm not saying that they're... they're uh, uh, that whole they're, keto they're, thing. Or no, 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 no. See, the keto thing is just kind of like... It's, it, it's hiatus is the meat. But it's not about the meat. It's about the high-fat content. Mm. So, if I'm you're talking... Huh? I'm not a dietitian. I mean, well, I know the basics of it, and I mean, it's not my thing either. I don't particularly follow a certain diet because I'm not a person that follows the rule book. Mm-mm. Like, I see, I see what's good and what's bad, and I take that from it. Well, so I eat I everything. There, I, I love vegetables and fruits and things like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> fruits. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fruity. <laughs> Uh, but I, I eat everything. Uh, but yeah, if if you well, let me put it this way: if, if my doctor said you will die next week if you don't give up cheese, bread, and red meat, I'm like, uh, better call the undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mm. let's take a break real quick. I gotta pee. Okay. All right, back to gay talk. Mm. Um, so you, you're taking a trip? Yes. Uh, this coming Friday, we're going to a soiree. Soiree. In Old Town, Houston, Texas. Mm, the tex ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the whole reason I'm going, going back to the whole car gay culture. The gentleman that's throwing this magnificent get-together, I came to know through the car gays on Facebook. Oh. And, you know, he's a successful entrepreneur, has a beautiful mansion and historic area of uh, South Houston and um, yeah so it's I'm not going to say it's on the level of the great Gatsby (laughs) but uh, yeah the year before this will be the third time I've gone yeah hey Larry can't wait to see you (laughs) Um, I think I don't remember exactly what his relation was but I mean, all walks of life. Yeah. Uh, black tie, very bougie, but in a kind of tongue in cheek sort of way, mm-hmm. because Larry's not bougie at all. If you you would never know he had two dollar bills to rub together. You see him out anywhere. He's wearing probably a Mustang Cobra, Shelby Cobra T-shirt and shorts and yeah. tennis shoes and the. That, that that's what you get. Kind of like the guy I saw the other day who got out of the A8L. Yeah, I mean it was a brand. It was almost maybe a year old. If if it wasn't brand new, I don't know. I can't really tell the difference, but it was new. Yeah, and well, I mean, it, he was wearing jeans and like this kind of weird looking like brown ugly blazer. I mean, a real old, older guy. He probably was yeah. in his seventies, maybe eighties. Well, I mean, Larry's but, not old. He's I don't know, a couple years older than me, but yeah, moderately um, dressed. He does. He doesn't dress. No, he's not high maintenance. I mean, he yeah. puts all his effort into his work and his home and his cars. And I mean, he's he's got some beautiful cars. He's got you know, he's got a Shelby four twenty seven SC Cobra that uh, 
bought off the MSO from Carol Shelby. Oh shit! He's got um, uh, it's being restored right now, but he, he's got I forget what year it's like sixty three, sixty four Ferrari three thirty GTB. Um, you know, a few Porsches of various descriptions. Things uh, you would probably dream of owning one of. <laughs> and he's well, got. I mean, like he's a got few. normal cars. That doesn't sound too. like a normal car. Well, I mean, you have a sixties Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's not a normal car. Yeah, and a 60s 427 Shelby that belonged to Shelby. Yeah, it, it, even if you took out the Shelby. Because, I mean, pe- people see Shelbys. Whether you can tell if it was one that Carol Shelby owned, you don't know. But when you own a 60s Ferrari, that's you, you, now you're kind of taking the plate. Because if you know anything about cars and you know the, the amount of parts, the amount of time, mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. and what it takes to get it back to the patina yeah. it and, was and when I'm, it was bought brand new, uh, and that's, a, that's on a whole different level. I'm a Ferrari guy. I have not had the opportunity to own one, nor do I. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I ever will. I hope I do. Can but, you afford it? Could you do it without selling your house? Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of ramen. Mm. Fair enough. P- PB&J is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. your brand I'm right not, there. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know about the steaks. I don't know if you can afford yeah, those. Yeah. Could, I, could I do it without mo- moving back in with mom and dad? Yeah, I could, but I don't want. I, the car might suffer. I don't want to put myself in a position where a material object controls my day-to-day life. Yeah, no. I think that's. If you're talking about a car controlling your life like that that now, now you've done too much i'm okay with baby steps you know, yeah I, i'm i'm thinking about what the next risk maybe <clears throat> italian <coughs> oh so what are we what are we thinking i don't know i, I take a, just I, just uh, just uh, um i would say what have you probably thought of the most that is in your in your price range um there are th- probably three vehicles that are on my short list of possibilities next. Uh, I really have no interest in modern cars at all anymore. I, Did I? I? I really don't. I mean, the Honda, the new Honda Accord that I drive to work every day, it's a great car. Yeah, great car. But I mean, you the pay features to drive it. and amenities and and things the car can I mean it basically drives itself you know it's got a yeah. great stereo system it's quiet it gets great gas mileage it's a great car but for its intended purpose which is to commute and I drive it 45 minutes each way to work so it accomplishes that superbly I mean it, for the money you can't beat it it's the best car on the market for that purpose yeah but you know you're selling you're selling yourself right now well you're selling the car. That's what I do. I know. But getting back to the <laughs> wants and desires of life. Yeah. Um, I would much rather, me personally, and even for daily driving, uh, because I, I, I drive my Mercedes, both of them, I drive them a lot. Um, they're not garage queens. They get dirty. They get driven in the rain. You know, I, They're cars. I take good care of them. I, I give them what they need. But I'm not afraid to use them how I see fit. That being said, I don't... Older cars and the analog driving experience is just something that's been lost. Yeah. And it's something that... That's what I grew up with. You know, my first car was from the 70s. It was rear-wheel drive, V8, carburetor, you know. 
that's what I grew up with. Yeah. And that's still what I'm comfortable with. All this new technology, it just dumbs down the driving experience to the point where you're not driving the car anymore. It, it, well, it dumbs down to the driving experience of where people don't even pay attention anymore. No, they don't. There's too much going on in the car and I, around the car. I, w- I would, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want air, I want analog brakes. I want four-wheel disc brakes. Fuel injection is great. Yep. But as far as, like, stability control, I used to teach driver's ed, and a lot of people don't know that. But back in the day, I used to be a driver's instructor. So I, <laughs> I taught people how to do vehicle control, skid pads, rear-wheel drive, oversteer situations, spinning. I taught people how to get out of that. And I taught it so much, it's just it's muscle memory, even now. Yeah. I mean, all these years later, it's muscle memory. I'm most comfortable in an analog rear-wheel drive car. That's what I want. That's what I want to drive. Yeah. Nothing wrong with front wheel drive. I drive one to work every day. It's a great car. Love it. Great stereo. Jam out. It's comfortable. Great gas mileage, whatever. It's all wheel drive? No, it's front wheel uh, drive. Oh, okay. But I I love driving that old coupe. That, yeah. that 300 CE coupe. That car makes you feel like the king of the world. I mean, yeah. the, it, it's, you just don't get that anymore. No. You know, the smells, the vibrations, the just... The way the car reacts to d- different situations, you just don't get that anymore. And that's what I miss, and that's what I want to drive. So as long as I can f- find and afford these modern classics, if you will, yeah, that's what I'm going to choose to drive, uh, even if I'm not in the, in the car business and I get a 9-to-5 doing something else. I've got two of them. I'll just split the difference. I'll daily drive them. That's yeah. what I want to drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, right now, I, the only reason I haven't bought something else on this list yet is because I don't have anywhere to keep a third car. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to either get a storage unit or I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, or just buy a house on the fucking sticks, build a big ass garage, and store. I don't want to. I like being convenient though. I, mean, I don't want to be in the sticks st- already. No, I'm you're, not. You're close to it. No, I'm not. You're in fucking Williamsburg. Okay, we're not even talking. You're how you're <laughs> a, you're a, your complex is surrounded by fucking trees. I you can't even fucking see it. Yeah, it's quiet. You're you're not that far from being, quote unquote, out of town. I'm so not in the sticks. I'm walking distance from where this great country was founded, damn it. Yeah, but guess what? That Guess where that is? In the fucking sticks. Mm, no, it's not. It's halfway between Richmond and Virginia Beach. It's not living in Norfolk. It's not living in Newport News, and it's not living in Hampton. I was born and raised and grew up in Newport News. Don't want to go back. I'm not, not saying you want to go back, but I'm just saying, like, dude, you, you, and once you get across Newport News, once you pass Fort Eustis Boulevard off-ramp, you are now in the sticks. Okay, Why? Okay. Because there's trees fucking everywhere. Yeah, well, you know what? Everybody knows how to get to Bush Gardens. Yeah, well, fuck Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, getting back to the top three. Uh, you know, a lot of people um, know for, uh, Fortune Auto. Uh, Terry owns for Fortune Auto. He runs an Instagram account, um, Jaguar Aficionado. He has this gorgeous XJ40 uh, Van den Plaas Majestic. I think they made like 527 of them. Uh, one of them was given to the Queen. <laughs> He's thinking about getting, possibly getting rid of it, and I'm just like, ooh. I Wait. think his has like 15,000 original miles on it. Ooh. 
I mean, the thing's absolute pristine. What year is that, XJ4? Um, well, it's an XJ6. XJ4 is, the, is just the, the, uh, the, the chassis code for the, oh, okay. the four-door. Uh, it's an XJ6. Uh, inline six four door sedan, you know, it's got the, the bigger four door, it's got the, the tables that fold out of the seats. And oh, it, it's, and they're probably made of rich mahogany. Uh, no, it's probably something a lot more expensive than mahogany. I mean, I don't I'd know. have to ask him exactly, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the car is spectacular, it's gorgeous. And you know, he's thinking about getting rid of that, so I'm like, mm, well, if you make up your mind, uh, you got my number, yeah, but. And that that's probably on the lower end of the of the budget because I mean as nice as that car is, yeah. an an eighties x eighties nineties XJ six Jaguar is not an expensive car, they're not. Um, but I would like to dabble in something Italian. Um, I don't think I'm ready to make the prancing horse uh, commitment um, from a budgetary standpoint, but could probably do seventy five eighty percent as well with. Maserati Grand Sport, Gran Turismo, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, a little bit on the higher end of the budget. I'm not a fan of car payments. I'm not a fan of Maseratis. Mm, you know, it's got a Ferrari engine in it, so. You know. uh, well, okay, well, that might that might give me an excuse. It's basically got a slightly detuned Ferrari 430 drivetrain in it. Okay. Um, I mean, there's more chance, more differences than that, but yeah. you know, to the casual observer, that's the best way to explain it. Um, and of course, you know the venerable 911. Yeah, um, you know 996, 996. Well, probably not a 99. They're so expensive. Well, in, in no, 996, I mean, 997s are not. I mean, in the grand scheme. I mean, of things. in the grand scheme of like pricing a car out, and well, also would I, would keep I in mind I have uh, access to the auctions. True. But, I mean, does something come like that come through the auctions very often? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the main auction in Fredericksburg, Mannheim, uh, they do exotic and high-end car auctions uh, once once a month and have hundreds. Huh. Um, That'd be something interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, and but buddy, do you get a good deal? Buddy of mine around the corner. Um, yeah, because like, yeah, I've got friends that run, own, operate, whatever. Uh, independent dealerships yeah there's one not far from here um uh foreign cars williamsburg oh um, okay uh chris uh fortiatis saki and his wife uh i guess well chris yeah is yeah, yeah. His son. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 um you know, he, he helped another friend of mine buy a carrera 4s uh high mileage car but clean one i think one owner car um you know, car books out has a value of like twenty six, twenty eight grand. Yeah, even with a hundred thousand miles on it, the auction he got it for thirteen grand. Okay, that's that's a good deal. Is if if you could buy a Porsche for under thirty thousand, I think you, you're doing yeah, good. A nine eleven four S for thirteen grand, and they're like, oh, there's got to be something wrong with it. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It's an auction car. It, I mean, you, you kind of playing your chances anyway. Okay, so it it, it needed some you know, suspension bushings and a and this but, that and the other. But like, know, it again, was a little playing, tired. Yeah, you're playing your chances okay. with an auction anyway. So, so. You, you spend two or three thousand dollars on it, and you got a great freaking car for fifteen grand. But I think when the mentality of you, if you're going to an auction to buy something for yourself, one is okay. So when you look at the outside, and it's good, interior's in good shape. 
I'm going to put away, so I'm going to think about how much money I'm willing to spend in other things. Does it run? Mm-hmm. No? Okay, you're going to put a little if bit more does, money. If but, it does run, does it make the right noises or the wrong ones? Right. And again, you, 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 when you're thinking about this when you're looking around the car before even you roll through the auction well, or even if you get a chance to start it or not. These are things that you think of. Rule, how much money is can I put into this? The rule to live by with any old car is buy the nicest one you can afford. Right. But even if it's the nicest one that you can afford, you need to buffer that by two twenty five hundred dollars. I would say more than that. Depending on the car, I would probably go up. If down. everything seems right, the car runs and drives great. It's got a good service history. It doesn't have any telltale signs of any problems. And you decide to buy the car, congratulations. Yeah. Great. But always keep that buffer. That's, Don't blow yeah. your wad on just the car, and then right. a month later, it's like, oh, congratulations, it needs a clutch. But that's that's the whole thing about the car people. It's like, you know something's going to break, or something's already broke in. Mm-hmm. Whether you see it or not, it'd be a different story. Now, if you if you didn't factor in the fact that, oh, this one thing's broke, and that's the thing that never really breaks, but yours is broke, and you'll never find it, or you have to do something custom, and it's going to cost you a grip. Mm. Yeah, that's unforeseen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as far as maintenance is concerned, yeah, you know, needs a clutch, needs some bushings, right. needs needs a little of this, a little it's of that. It's an old car. It it's going to need that stuff, right? And it, even then, you don't really know where you where, where, where it came from in the auction. No, was it a repo? Probably fucked up. Probably. Or, they probably ran into fucking hell. Yeah, that or it's at least severely neglected. Very true. I've seen some fucked up ass lease cars. Well, I, mean, I was at the auction. I was in Ferguson at the auction. Uh, it was last month, the month before, with uh, my boss, and there was a, a nine on six there, um, and it wasn't ha- didn't have a whole lot of miles. Had pretty good eyes on it. Yeah, nice looking car, unusual color. It was um, it was like a maroon, um, okay. with a tan interior. Nice looking car. He and I are both looking at it like, hmm, what do you think of this? I mean, not to buy for the lot. We were just kind of for shits and giggles. Like, oh, you know, maybe. Hop in it, start it up. Instant rod knock. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. If you want to build a race car, probably perfect. Mm -hmm. You want to do an LS swap in it? Perfect car. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know. Somebody doesn't. Why would you fucking do that shit, man? Hoover's, Tyler Hoover. I don't give a fuck who you are. You fucking LS swap a Porsche. You're a piece of shit. Mm. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Put it in the FD. Put it in a fucking Mercedes. And I have Mm-mm. a friend who has one of the Mercedes. No, no, no. No, no, I have a friend who has one of the Mercedes. Cheers to him. There's you put that in a Porsche? Fuck why you. Why would you put an LS on a Mercedes? That Mercedes has so many engine options to choose older from. one than yours, I think. So put a freaking E63 motor in that bitch. But he wanted to be, do something different. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I get it. I understand it. That's it, fair. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he did it well, right. You know Brian Clara, right? Yeah. I mean, he's doing the VR6, 3.6 VR6 swap and a 911. Okay. Well, the the 2.8's already been done. Well, 2.8 turbo has been done. Well, he's doing a 3.6. Okay. So the... Is that the... I think it's out of a Passat. K- oh. Okay. It's not a Golf R or... But he's doing it in an older one, right? Yeah, it's a 911T, I want to say. It's okay, see, like but that's a 72 or something. But you're, you're, you're putting an LS motor... At, like, so... 
the, the, the question is at that point is like, oh, so what? What happened? We put an LS motor in. Let's do that. Well, because an LS fits in everything. Yeah, it's like Legos. But the thing is, is like now you you're not doing anything different because everyone's <laughs> LS motor. This it's just how can we wedge this fucking motor There's into this chassis? Nothing different about LS swapping a damn thing. Uh BMWs. But there's a couple of them that come to cars and coffee all the time. Oh, I'm saying there's, there's a couple. Usual. The the G35. That ain't unusual either. We got a couple of them too. But uh, at, at one point, no in time, guys it, doing it in his 350Z right now. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's another piece of shit though. I'd do that to that 352. I mean G35s. We got a couple of them with them. Miatas. Well, mean, anything. Mu- Mustang. Fox body Mustangs. Really? Come on. Well, that's already been a thing. That's, no, but I, that, that's that one I don't that's get. That's old news. I if you're putting an LS swap in a Fox body, you are old news. You're fucking 10, I'm 15 not years saying late. you aren't. I'm just saying, why? Put a coyote Well, because that, that, was, that, was, that was the Chevy guys who liked Fox bodies. That's why. Because it's a, it was common, it was cheap, and it was light. Well, yeah. But no, you can put a fucking 302 and a fucking Miata, too, and blow the doors off the fucking Mustang. Of course. If you can get traction. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm definitely a fan of an LS on a Miata. Because it's, it's overkill, that's why. <laughs> oh, no, you know, you want to know what overkill is? And I'll have to Google it and find the picture of it because it's been done. It runs and drives. I've seen it. What's that? An NA Miata with an AMG 7.3 liter V12. Why? Because it fit. <laughs> oh, man. You, you, and it's that, been hold done. On, hold on, but what about the Jaguar V that Jaguar V twelve? That's just two inline sixes grafted together. But it's the but dude, if you put that motor and transmission to a car, for one, it'd be smooth. Well, as it's fuck. never going to run. It's it'd a Jaguar smooth. motor. It'd be smooth as fuck. Well, I mean, when the, it did run, yeah, the week of month, a week out of the month that it like runs like it's supposed to. All right, well, you you got one on that. I mean, I'm still thinking about buying one, not because it's going to be reliable, just because it's. Have you ever worked car. on one? No. You know how much of a pain in the ass to do an alternator is on one of those? On a V12? Yeah. Um, it's a fucking pain in the goddamn dick, I'll tell you that much. I've heard that. Uh, that is actually something I am You aware are of. talking, this is one of those motors where you, you wrench, flip the wrench, wrench, flip the wrench, wrench, flip the wrench. And you're going, don't forget, they're, they're little um, uh, caveman, like, fucking belt tensioning ideas. A threaded rod that's got two nuts on one side mm-hmm. through an eyelet that's attached to the fucking component. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta and you gotta take everything off, all the belts off to get to the alternator. Okay, so you've never had to do the starter on a mod motor uh, 4.6 carbon Mustang then, because you can't mm-hmm. get the damn bolt out because of the subframe, because mm-hmm. the bolt is like 47 inches long goes to the block. <laughs> Same fucking thing. <laughs> Cut so, bolt, pull the rest of the bolt out, get new bolt. <laughs> Every car has its pitfalls. I mean, there's there's no... But that one is a whole other different pitfall because everything's a pain in the ass. Well, I don't want a V12 jack. The inline nice, six though. is fine. But I don't I don't know. It, dude, it, it almost feels like you're sitting in the fucking airplane in that car, though. Mm-hmm. And it's just so smooth. You well, don't really, you don't even hear the fucking motor. Well, I almost bought a V12 SL instead of the V8 that mm. I have now. And I, I was, was this close to buying this one in Chicago. I even had a close friend of mine, good Mercedes knowledgeable guy, go look at the car for me. Mm-hmm. And he signed off on everything. But I was just like, you know. It's scary. 
Well, the newer Mercedes V12s are not that scary because they actually have a you know, coil on plug ignition instead of separate distributors, separate ECUs for left and right bank. You know, what, 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 what? Yes. Uh, they basically okay. took two inline sixes, two distributors, two ECUs, two everything, and grafted them together. Wow. Mm, yeah. Sounds like a huge pain. Oh, because they have the distributors on the front. So the modern ones aren't like that. And this was a modern one, so not, not really that issue. But other things like can't get a radiator for the car. Don't make them. Can't get them. I know a guy that can fab one that will yeah. take you know, six weeks and cost 1500 bucks. And, and I'm like, how am I going to use this car? Yeah. Am I going to be afraid to use it? Yeah. <laughs> if, if the answer is yes, then I don't want it. I'm just going to go for the V8 because part, they use that motor in God knows how many other configurations and chassis and the parts are dime a dozen. It's reliable. Yeah. And it's not really significantly slower and it's lighter so it handles better so we're just going to go with the v8 sounds like a good idea um which is what it did um the uh interesting story with that car uh see so yeah, when i got that car yeah, it was right about the time that cars and coffee started uh charging money oh yeah let's talk about that mm. people hate that shit it's because i'm so greedy not really. You guys just try to take our money. Mm, yeah, those Omegas and Mercedes don't buy themselves. Well, here's uh, uh, let me give this insight or, or just an idea mm-hmm. of an insight on things. Let's just say I was on the outside and I knew nothing of the inside, mm-hmm. but I see you guys are paying charging five dollars for me to go park in this fucking parking lot and call mm-hmm. cars and coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in there, but you're charging five dollars to get in. Yep. What the fuck am I paying five dollars for? Like well, I, it's a fucking parking lot. I don't know what you guys are doing. Like, is there free shit that comes with this five dollars? No, I get paid five dollars just to park. Yep. Well, as you said, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that you don't get. Because I was one of the first things, especially when we moved to our new venue at first weekend of the month, every month at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. Come on down, seven a.m. to ten a.m. It's either on Saturday or Sunday. Check Facebook <laughs> for exact time. Um. I mean, we have, we we have significant expenses related to this event. Nothing is free. Nothing is easy. People are always looking. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it, but people are looking for a handout. They're looking for anything they can complain about. They're not happy unless they're complaining. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but there's the, there's those select few. We there's all, a, we always all, a handful. Yeah, we all we all know that people like that. If they don't, if they can't say something is wrong or have something to complain about, then life is not complete. Right. But yeah, one of the things that are like, oh well, it's a public parking lot. It's owned by the city of Virginia Beach. Uh, it should be free. Well, guess what? Virginia Beach is not a tax exempt, you know, free for all. It's well, not. Here, here's here's they what? charge us per parking space because they're fucking assholes that's yes why. they are what no, sorry i didn't mean that no i did thank you for uh allowing us to use your venue it's uh wonderful and uh, virginia beach is a nice place to live but fuck virginia beach why because for one me being a cyclist they they built that nice fucking lesnar bridge 
Mm. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, these nice paths on the outside. But guess what? Sidewalks aren't meant for cycling. No. When you're doing 20 miles an hour and then 30 miles, 40 miles an hour down the hill, mm-hmm. you do not want to be caught on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Because one, if someone turns in front of you down at the end, good luck stopping. Two, if there's someone walking and they walk in front of you, good luck fucking not hitting him and killing mm-hmm. him. Uh-huh. Three, it's fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, you have to fucking use the fucking the road. Yeah. Guess what? They didn't build a fucking bike lane. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Virginia Beach are, are fucking assholes. What I've learned about Virginia Beach and is, is ultimately true, and from what I've seen, is very true, they don't give a fuck about cycling. And I'm not saying cycling about commuting on a bicycle because Virginia Beach is not a place for that. No. Norfolk, they're all about it. They got bike mm-hmm. lanes fucking everywhere. Yeah. Fucking, uh, was it First View or whatever mm-hmm. that Shore Drive turns into? Yes. Yeah. Went from two lanes to one lane in a bike lane. Yeah, but you know where else did that all over the city? Golden, Colorado. This is the craziest crap I've ever seen. You got a four-lane divided highway going through the middle of Golden, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, I was one of the most liberal places ever. Not that that's right, wrong, or different, but um, there. I think there were riots when Trump had a speech there, and then mm. I think they tried to crown Hillary. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, neither here nor there. We yeah, don't no, get no, into no, all that. Yeah. Um, but Golden is a very interesting place. They took the right lanes of these major highways and turned the entire lane into bike lanes. And what's wrong with that? Well, nothing. Why not promote? Here's my thing. If you don't need it for the cars, if you don't have the traffic flow from motor vehicles to substantiate the need and the flow for four lanes, then yeah. Here's 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 a way that you can look at it, and not even in a cyclist standpoint, as in just well, a, then I a want person. To get back to the CNC thing. Yeah, no, no, we we'll get back to that. But just as a person and as a uh, someone who 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 in, who would like to commute to work, I would like to commute to work. Okay. To be honest, sure, but I can't. I mean, it's not a possibility for me because I have to cross large bodies of water. You got a—that's a long fucking ride, but man. But yeah, if if I lived and worked in the same town, I could absolutely. Even if you were just semi close, if you if, yeah. if you were a thirty minute bicycle like bicycle ride away, yeah. would you not ride a bike? Uh, when the weather permitted, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Especially summertime where it's nice outside, yeah. or it's like maybe a little hot. You know, if you have like a shower or whatever, sure. you do it at work. Whatever, if accommodations can be made, you would do it. If you could it make is, it make sense from a practical standpoint, absolutely. The whole point is, you know what? There are people who complain about fucking pollution and all this other bullshit, but yet they don't want cyclists on the road. And it's like, so what the fuck do you want? Oh, you don't want a bike lane? They want the magic sugar pill that'll just make everything better. But they're fucking retards. Well, Let's go pe- ahead and put them in the category. Most people are short-sighted, and they make demands, wants needs that they've made up. They're not actually needs. Well, they and think based on themselves. Based on themselves. And their own they're selfish. And, exactly. And they don't see the big picture. Right. And it makes, whether they think about it or not, being short-sighted is the quickest way to turn yourself into, well, guess what? A Piece hypocrite. A hypocrite. Piece of shit. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Good piece of shit. If you can't think outside the box, if I have to sit here and explain to you fucking 10 million times and you still can't fucking get it, you're, I can't, like, okay, okay, okay. Well, you, piece of shit. You, you know, and, and that, that brings me to another point. One of the reasons why I miss traveling and, and I love to travel. I try to, even now I don't do it for work, I try to do it a couple times a year just to you know, keep my wings, so to speak. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer in 
I absolutely believe this is a rule to live by in life. You cannot appreciate nor understand how the world works until you see how the rest of the world lives. Good luck on that. Well, and that's not just in this country. It, and that's know, what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Just that's not what in this it, country. If you, our country is so, it's, it's, I was reading an article the other day. I think that they broke it up and that our country is actually almost like 10 or 11 countries within a country mm-hmm. from a cultural uh, and geographic standpoint. Yeah. And there are only three, I think three states I haven't been in. I've not been to Nebraska. North Dakota and Alaska. Been everywhere else. Most of them many times. And I've seen the cultural separation dichotomy, if you will. And I get along. I can get along with anybody. You know, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not a hater. I know a lot of people probably um, take my outward, we'll say, social defense mechanisms and think maybe, oh, he's kind of a he's a little bit of a pretentious asshole (laughs) and you know if you don't know me i I, sure yeah i I can see that yeah and and it is it's a defense mechanism because you know what if you're not in my inner circle everything else is business and i'm here to take care of business yeah and you don't take care of business by being nice and coddling people you just don't no, you don't have to call anybody, but sometimes, nah. But getting back to my point, though, is, you know, I've gone from Southern California to Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, and Didn't we, there. Uh, you saw you, one black dude. You did? That's yeah. better than I saw. <laughs> um, but you're talking about a difference. Yeah. And I adapt to my surroundings. I'm a little bit of a social comedian, a chameleon, uh, not comedian. Well, I guess I could be a comedian. Some people think I'm funny. (laughs) Um, And if I'm, if I immerse myself in a, in a culture for two or three weeks, I come out acting like them. Yeah. If, if I spend three weeks in the Bronx, it takes me two weeks to stop talking like one. Yeah. Dead ass. Same with like, you know, go to Australia. Come back two weeks for two weeks. I'm like, ah, oh, throw another shrimp on the bobby, oh, whatever. Same with England. I don't, think, I don't think Australians say that. No, whatever. <laughs> you, get, you get the point. Yeah, I, I adapt to my surroundings. And, no, uh, and the thing is, and, is, you don't even have to adapt. Is if you can socialize yeah. with people who are not like find you, a common then you, you don't even have to find a common ground. But if you here's the problem. Here's here's the biggest mutual secret. respect. The secret is you gotta fucking listen. If you're willing, even if you, even if you don't fucking ingest it, if you're willing to listen to somebody, and that is one of the simplest, most profound things people do not understand. They want to argue instead of listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the whole cars and coffee thing. Yep. Okay. So, guess what, guys? That municipal Virginia Beach owned public parking lot. It's not a public parking lot. They charge me per space. For occupancy. Which is bullshit. Per space. Because nobody had ever approached them with an event like this before just using outside the venue. And you know, I assume this be the 
indoor outdoor show you know the virginia rod and custom show mostly an indoor or show so they just charge for the indoor space and you know you got the parking lots part of that well right we don't want the indoor space we want the outdoor space and nobody ever asked them to use that before aside from like the carnivals and think you know yeah the traveling car the, the well you know what I'm talking about. yeah so they didn't really know what to do with that um so you know we made him a couple of offers on you know what we thought was fair and went back and forth and actually you know Dwayne appleton the owner of java surf is has all the connections with the virginia beach and he orchestrated and, and worked all this out for us and couldn't have done it without him but it ended up being the compromise was they decided that the only fair way to do it instead of charging admission per person since it was cars, was to charge per space. Hmm. So we have, I think, 378 spaces in the lot that we use, and we have to pay for all of them whether we use them or not. So I need about mm, $5 a head, $5 a car. We were talking about the other day. I don't remember the exact number. I need about, we'll say, 380 cars to show up to break even because mm-hmm. we also have to pay for insurance. Yeah. Uh, liability and insurance, you know, in case the facilities are the damaged. Facilities. Yeah, we have to, you know, pay for the the nice, pretty pink palace um, porta potties. That's sixty dollars a pop. I think we get them for like forty five or fifty or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, but we, we've I've all, done that before. We've also got, uh, depending on the time of year and how busy we are, we've got two or three uniformed police officers mm-hmm. that we have to pay they don't work they don't they don't work for free yeah so you pay them 40 bucks an hour yeah and you got okay two or three of them for three three hours that's, that's 120 bucks a pop you do the math and it adds up just to break even all sudden done it cost us about sixteen, sixteen fifty, sixteen hundred and fifty dollars to put on that event every month to put on that people, a parking lot event that people think should be free. I mean, because honestly, it should be. Well, but it's unfortunately it's not that. Convenient. Everybody's got to get a piece, right? And, and the, you know who's not getting a piece? Yeah, it's me and Dwayne and Corey. Now, you mean Dwayne? owns a coffee shop so you know whatever concessions he sells yeah he'll make a little bit on that but, but that's 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 his business that's exactly his thing. exactly and we'll have a food truck or two that we will bring in and whatever they make that that's yeah. what they do that's what their living is but and even then but he as has, far as he like, should have that the other because, two yeah cory henderson and myself we don't take a time i i, I nothing i i mean it, it it's out of the kindness of our heart that we run the Facebook page and we did Dwayne is using his social media um, creator that he uses for his business has taken over the our Instagram feed yeah so that's one less thing I have to do that I unfortunately don't have enough time to do adequately well and he he should have that respect because I mean if, if he helped in into putting the whole thing together without any money well, I mean, and, and he, he, came, business, he so. came in to the scene uh, three, four years ago. Uh, I mean, before uh, we were doing it without him, but obviously with his help and 
vision and business sense and connections, we've definitely been able to take it to the next level. Yeah. But long story short is, I would love for it to be free. In some places it is, some places it isn't. There are some cars and coffee events that charge 10, 20. Some of them charge 20, and you have to be chosen to be allowed to pay the 20. Oh, shit. If you got a bullshit car, you're not getting it. Wow. If you're not driving a Porsche or an old Mustang or a classic Chevy, actually, uh, well, I'm not going to say this. But I do do know that there are events like that uh, that not only do you have to pay the $20, you have to be chosen for the privilege. And there, of course, you know, like Katie's in, uh, in Northern Virginia, which is, you know, well-known just because it's a wealthy area. So they, you, you go there, they do it, I think, every Saturday. But, you know, when you go there, you'll see the Diablos and the the, the Huracans and the Ferrari F40s and uh, Porsche 959, you know, mm. you know the, a, a Vector W. W8, just obscure, super, you know, Bugattis. Yeah. That's free, but they only have room for 150 cars. uh, And that's not, that's nothing. No. You can walk around that in hmm, an hour. Yeah. So we've had to make a lot of tough decisions collectively that were not generally popular to the general public. that we got a lot of shit for. Well, here's a choice. We can either do it this way because Corey Dwayne and myself are not wealthy people, so we're not going to come out of pocket for it. Right. Uh, I mean, mean, to a certain degree, we do it for the love of the event, Mm -hmm. and we want to do it for car lovers of the area. So that's the main point of it. But, you know, like if I got a boost – an event on Facebook just to get it out there and it cost me 50 bucks. I don't care. Yeah. But I'm not writing the Virginia beach convention center, a $1,200 check out of my ass just to use the parking lot. Right. It's not happening. Nothing is free. Yeah. And it takes money and organization and connections to pull off an event of that size. And I think that's what just what, when you explain it to most people, then they get it. Yeah. No more questions. Oh, oh okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Well, and this is but, your opportunity even to, to put that out there is the fact that, like, let's see. Let, and even then, you, you, you have, you're at the point where you're at now. Well, let me see if anybody can do any better, and let's see if they can make it free. Sure. And Go for it. Let's see if you can have cars and coffee. Let's, let's not forget about the coffee part because that right. is a part of this. Yes. Like, the coffee shop's got to fucking be there because mm-hmm. it can't be just cars. No. no, no, no. Cars and coffee, motherfucker. Like, let's. Let's, yeah. let's keep it in the constraints of where it was already started right. and where it originated. And, you know, and I've talked to other event organizers, like um, the gentleman that uh, started and organizes uh, Caffeine and Octane in Atlanta. It's probably the largest one in the country. Mm-hmm. Their average attendance is probably 2,500 to 3,000 cars. Holy shit. And, I mean, big baller. They that, even have a TV show on NBC Sports. Wow. Yes. Caffeine, Caffeine and Octane, Atlanta. Largest cars and coffee in the country that I know of. Yeah. He's a Facebook friend. Talked to him a few times. Bounced ideas off of him. And what we're doing is basically what they're doing, just not quite on that scale. Yeah. But once you get over 100, 200 vehicles, it 
you can't, two or three people can't manage it and people don't manage it themselves. They don't know how to behave. So you've got to show them the way. And yeah, there's just, there's expenses involved that started adding up that we didn't want nor feel was right for us to come out of pocket to cover all that. And then when we, we, some of it was to keep the riffraff out. Yeah. Because, you know, we did start having a problem with, with, uh, undesirables. Uh, so we, that was one of the reasons we, we started charging, not because we were paying for the lot at La Promenade. We weren't, we were not paying for the lot. Um, they let us use it just because they were nice people. And we appreciate that, Mr. Sudhill. Um, but we did char- start charging to pay for police, insurance, and as a deterrent to keep just the casual riffraff out. Yeah. We figured if somebody had to pay to be there, they weren't going to act a fool. Yeah. Or at least they're a lot less likely to. You'd be surprised, even considering night moves. There are people who come there and mm. act a fucking fool. And it's like you, you paid to be here and you're still going to act a fucking fool. Like, do you not want this to be here at all? Or I'm not getting this point. I was like, I thought we were all at the same level to where if you do dumb shit, we either one, going to have to kick you the fuck out or two, not have this event because people just don't know how to act and people can't self-police each other. I mean, we did have one Mustang incident. I think every event has at least one. And, you know, he's like, you know what? My bad. I was acting like an asshole. I made a mistake. I wrecked my car in front of everybody. My bad. I'm sorry. I won't yeah. do it again. And he manned up. He apologized in front of all 5,000 group subscribers. You know, that's cool. You came in here. You identified yourself and your car as the dumbass that spun out and went down in the ditch in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You're cool, bro. You, you manned up. You humbled yourself. Not a problem. Yeah. That's the end of it. Didn't ban him. He's fine. Yeah, he, as far as I know, still comes, and I don't have a problem with that. And that and, but that's a it should be it, it shouldn't be a regular thing. No, and it's it not a regular us. thing. It's like okay, I gave well, the and first that's guy what's the of the doubt, but the rest of you is like, come on, like you 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 didn't did you not see what he had to go through? Well, and that's one of the reasons why we chose the location that we we did is because there are a lot fewer opportunities to. For people to do that, for one, a uh, we're right there, right the police station next door. Yeah, I when they're having their target practice in their firing range, you can hear it. Yeah, um, you know we're there during shift change when they're testing all their sirens and lights and everything else. Yeah, uh, it's right next to us, and you have to kind of wind your way back in off Nineteenth Street to get there so there's not really an opportunity to do anything dumb there yeah you can't really do anything dumb in front of 19th street because that's basically the driveway of the convention center itself although obviously sumo speed and spring fest had a problem with certain people um but generally we have not had any any issues with that it's chill uh invite everybody to come out i mean it doesn't matter what you what you're driving what you're riding if it's bicycle skateboard motorcycle car truck van military vehicle i don't care yeah bring it out it's five dollars vehicle not per person so 
you know, you, you got a 67 Suburban that seats seven people. <laughs> put seven people in that bitch. Is fine. You got a decent half. You don't put 30 people in there? Uh, yeah. Right, three and, and six more in the trunk? Absolutely. <laughs> bring it. Um, we don't care. Equal opportunity. I mean, um, if you enjoy it and you're enthusiastic about it, I don't care what it is. Bring it. Yeah. Share your passion with somebody else. And this is something that, you know, we all do because we want to do it. I, I said it. Corey and I are making any money on this. We're doing it because we want to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing it for any fame or anything. I mean, we're not the originators of it. Uh, we It evolved to the point where the originators, it was a little bit more than they wanted to deal with. So Corey and I at different times kind of volunteered and took over the role. Um, and it's just, we enjoy doing it. We, we love seeing the people. We love talking to the people, seeing new faces, new cars. I mean, the car community in this area, which I don't think people really appreciate, because, again, going back to my travel, mm-hmm. when I would travel, especially, you know, Southern California, Miami, New York, if I was there every weekend, I would seek out their car culture. I want to see what the, what it was all about. Yeah. And even in a car-centric culture like Southern California, Las Vegas, anyway, there is n- I've never, ever, ever, ever found a car scene like we have in Hampton Roads anywhere. Yeah. There, there's there no nowhere. You don't know how good you have it here. You really don't. I mean, when you, you've got organizations like, like ours and Sumo Speed uh, and, and other, other um, um, organizations that may cater towards, you know, older vehicles, non-tuner cars, things like that. You know, the Tidewater Mobar Club, you know, British Car Club of Virginia, things like things like that. There is, n- I've never seen a car culture like what we have here. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the transient mil- military population. I think that's you a know, part it's, of it. you got a lot of military, younger military people with uh, that are that are just into cars. I, I don't know what it is, but we have a car culture in Southeast Virginia like I have never seen anywhere else I've ever been, and I've been everywhere. You know, I I would almost I want to say Maryland has it has it pretty good. Yeah, they they, they do. Yeah, but they're but I, they're I so almost, spread out. Well, they are, but it's also close enough to this area that I think it sort of overlaps to a certain degree. Mm. Um, a little bit. So I, it's separate, but it's still you've got enough overlap and connections there that I kind of it's kind of the same region. maybe we should uh, call it the Mid Atlantic. Yeah, but I would say, man, when you go up to Maryland, and you don't even have to, if you were to catch the outskirts of a car event there, mm-hmm. you're going to see everything, and you're going to be like, dude, that's fucking dope. Like, yeah. oh, shit, I've never seen Well, there's that a before. lot more money up there. Yeah. Well, very, yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, and, I don't know. I mean, every every area is different. It is. Um, but... Can't. The other part of it is too is I think a lot of people just kind of take, leave out the travel part. Yeah. They don't go anywhere else. No. Like, take for example, I go to uh, Euro District. Usually, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and make it again this year. Right. But we'll see. Considering the the new job, but like that's to me that's one of the places where I go out of town and I barely know fucking anybody. I, I may know a handful of people, but. You only I mean, need two or three to hang out with and just, and meet other groups. That's how you make the connections. I met a deaf dude over texting. 
Because that's the only way you could talk to him. Because you don't know sign language right. and you can't sign with him. But he'll hand you his phone. Yeah, and you technology guys is great. Yeah, technology is fucking great. I, I met a guy um, on Facebook from fucking Germany. The only reason why mm-hmm. he knows English, Facebook. Yeah. Well, like, I just bought these Borbe Type A or Model A wheels mm. for the for the the coupe you saw it down there uh, you know that those that's my dream wheel yes right? you mentioned that before yeah you uh, know how hard it is to find those in four by 100 you know how hard it is to find them period i have a non-bullshit i have a friend who just bought a size set, but in four by 100 almost impossible mm. well i found these and and it just yeah, you know, it's a small world, especially in the automotive business or automotive community, if you will. Yeah, I, I found them on. Where did I find them? Was it on you? I guess it was yeah, it was on it was on eBay, um, and they were exactly what I wanted. They were, I, I was looking at BBSRSs, um, things like that, so you get an idea of you know the budget I was thinking about. So Twelve, fifteen hundred dollars. For the multi-piece ones and custom, 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 I mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do other things to them, then that's right. another that's more money. So right. these presented themselves, and I was like, huh. So I did a little Photoshop and put them on the car visual virtually. It's like, period, correct? That yes, those those right there. That yeah. is exactly the look I'm looking for, and. The guy that I got him from, he runs a business in uh, Austria. Hmm. Um, refabbing, remanufacturing um, rare wheels uh, and other automotive uh, parts. That's all he does. Yeah. And I got a Facebook re- request from him. Oh. And we had three people in common. That's hmm. how small this world is. Oh no 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 no! I, I I bought a set of monster mats for for the Mark III. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy's Facebook. He's in fucking. Um, he was either in Minnesota or Vermont. Twenty Facebook friends that are mutual. How? Oh shit! What the fuck? Yeah, I know. It's like who who the hell are you that I don't know already who you are? Yeah, and you you know what? Unfortunately, and just give a, a little insight on this when H two O was a, a thing mm-hmm. when H2O was a Volkswagen show mm-hmm. a, a Volkswagen weekend before it turned into a shit show yeah when it was about the, the Volkswagen community mm-hmm. dude I met so many people yeah the Canadian dude I had dinner with the other mm-hmm. day is yeah. because of fucking H2O absolutely the reason why I go to fucking Euro District every year is because of fucking H2O it's not about the cars it's about the people yeah and as soon as you make it more about the cars and the look and being Instagram famous and, and not about the tickets. Rel- and not about the relationships that you build with these cars. Then what the hell's the point? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a dual thing. Well, you just, get the yeah. satisfaction of having a nice car, having what, exactly what you want, well, and having and, something that people appreciate. I like nice things, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I, I, I've been blessed, like for a better word, I'm not religious, but i've had some some successes some failures i'm hopefully on a upward curve right now but i like nice things yeah and it's not because i want to impress anybody it's because i appreciate craftsmanship i appreciate quality and that's what i want yeah i don't believe in buying a timex every year i want to buy an omega moon watch and that thing's gonna last 
the rest, rest of my life. life. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't I don't want to drive a a Kia Forte. Uh, <laughs> it's there's nothing wrong with it. No. It's a perfectly adequate car. It does what it's supposed to do as well as anything else. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. If you want one of those, I can sell you one of those too. We got a Kia dealership. There's nothing wrong with them. Kia makes a good a good car. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. But I'd rather spend the same money and drive a 30-year-old mint condition Benz. Yeah. And I don't care if it looks like I'm, you know, oh, he's driving in that hood classic that halfway. No, 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 no. We, we ain't playing that game. Yeah. And now, I'm going to drive the best one that I, I can because that's what I want to drive. I, I want to buy, I want quality. Yeah. And even the old, like, even people who aren't in the cars can appreciate, oh, man, that dude that car right there you gotta i don't even know what it is for him getting kind of soft he had to pick up my pussy and put her down oh yeah she's about to hit the laptop i'm like oh, no, no, press that button. well then my cat my cat is uh making herself uh um known she thinks it's playtime it's all good but even even people who aren't in the cars can look at a car and appreciate it's like yo absolutely i don't even i don't know what year that is Doesn't i don't know anything about it but dude that shit's clean as fuck exactly I remember seeing that shit 20 years ago on a video with Biggie Small. Exactly. But that shit is you know, clean as fuck. You, you, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, and I'll, I'll feed right into that because you know why I wanted that SL500? Why? I'll tell you exactly why. Well, there's two reasons. One of my rich neighbors growing up that had a hell of a lot more money than we did yeah. got one when they first came out. That was the first car with a fully automatic convertible top. One push button, don't have to unlatch anything, just hit the button. Yeah. It was like robots. It was like science fiction. <laughs> and then the roll bar popped up on I When I was 12 years old, I thought that was the coolest shit I had ever seen in my whole damn life. Yeah. And it stuck with me. And then, you know, okay, a few years later, the car came out in 1989, 1990, but made it all the way through the 90s into the 2000s. Guess who's popular when I was in high school and guess whose favorite car it was and was in almost all of his videos that feature a car Biggie Tupac wait no Big, oh well, Biggie talk about a lot of shit Pac's favorite car was an R129 Mercedes SL hmm alright you, you can see there's pictures all over everywhere of him in that black SL yeah and I just always thought it was one of the coolest cars ever, and I always wanted one. Well, now I got it. Yeah, I got a nice one. Yeah. Everybody that sees it, even Mercedes enthusiasts, people that work on it, they're like, damn, this is the cleanest one I've seen in years. Yeah. It's quality. I mean, yeah, I could drive around in a busted one where the top don't work and <laughs> leaking shit everywhere. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah. But I want the best one I can get. Because you want your shit to work when you uh, want it to. Yeah, and you know, it does. I just I took it to the tail of the dragon a couple months ago, and I beat the shit out of that car. And you know what it what went wrong? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what? It, it, it exceeded my expectations by a lot. Yeah. I went out there thinking, oh, I'm not going to beat on it. I'm just going to cruise around. Fuck. Yeah, no. bullshit. Well, so I, I got a better feeling for what the car's grip and, you know, balance and everything was. And I was like, all right, after two or three runs, I was like, shit, let her eat. Yeah. You couldn't find the limits of that car. 
Yeah, it's an automatic. It's a cruiser. But they're meant for handling. But Fat Girl can dance because she weighs 4,000 pounds. And the weight has nothing. That just holds it down to the road. But if a car is engineered to do do a thing, it's going to fucking do it whether it weighs 2,000 or 4,000 pounds. It may not do as well as others. I had an R32 uh, GTR in my group. I had a Z06 Corvette in my group. And granted, driver skill plays a, a big factor on a technical road like that yeah and i've been out there many times i know the road well for someone that doesn't live out there mm-hmm. i do have racing experience i've been to racing school i used to teach drivers at i used to teach car control so i've got a little bit better idea about it than most but you know i'm out there with gtrs and corvettes and i'm pushing their shit in yeah with my automatic old ass Mercedes. <laughs> that car is it does it's not great at anything, but it's good at everything. And you know what you know what I like? I like one hundred percent. It's like you don't even have the greatest car, Mm-mm. but you have not a car. Whatever, I'm not ever gonna say that. Well, no, 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 no. Like I'm not gonna say I'm just in general like if you don't even have the greatest car, you have a, a nineteen ninety whatever. You've but but there's something to appreciate about that car when everything fucking works. Yeah. When everything works, especially when it has those finicky electronics mm-hmm. of little this, little that. But, like, in, in the day, yeah. that was the shit to have because of that little thing. Oh, yeah, any car. And when it works, and you're like, yo, dude, watch like, this. Like a turbocharged mo- front-wheel drive Mopar from the 80s or 90s with a digital dash. And, like, the digital dash works, and it runs good. And it's like, huh. Yeah, that was possible. So, and with Volkswagen, they well, have the DigiFizz. Oh yeah. Like, there's there's people there's people who still seek those out to put them in their cars. You know how much of a pain in the ass that is to get one of those to work. No, remind me. I've heard the term. What is that again? DigiFizz. Yeah. So it's it's your digital dash of the eighties. Oh okay, okay. So they came in. Is that um, just what they called it? And yeah, okay. I guess I don't know if they just adopted the name for it. Mm-hmm. But um, your was it a. 88 to 90 or 87 yeah. uh, to 91 Maximus. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah. they had the same thing. Okay. The early model 300 ZXs yeah. had and the same thing. Find one that works. Yeah. I mean, there, I'm sure there's companies out there that can put in new capacitors and diodes and whatever else and you know, get, get one to work. But, yeah. But, you know, you've got you know, going to any kind of obscure car, we'll call it the rad area era of the 80s and 90s. Like, a good friend of mine, that he's putting on a show in Tampa in January the Corey Henderson and I am going to called Motor Vice Vice Coast it's a pop culture festival and car show celebrating uh, the excess of the 80s and 90s you know basically don't don't show up unless you're wearing neon you need to get you a big gold chain oh I got it baby (laughs) (laughs) I I got the I got the bright red Adidas track suit Uh, we're doing total run DMC I got the shell toes I, well, you just saw me when you when you got here tonight. I was bidding on a ghetto blaster. Yeah. What do you think that's for? Oh, well, it makes I sense now. I got the brick phone. I got the '92 Benz Coupe. Wait, we doing it right. You know what you need to find now? Hmm? Car phone. Well, I got the brick phone. No, 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 no. But you got to have the car phone. I'm not saying it has to work, but you, a car phone in the, in the older Mercedes was a yeah, thing. Yeah, because I do, I do have the the car mount in there for my smartphone, but it's not really the same. It's not period correct. Yes. Yeah, so you got to get the car phone. 
I remember when you could find that. I remember you could find them at the thrift store all the time. Yeah, and might, might find one in a junkyard or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm looking. Can't tell you that even the last time I even saw one. To be honest, yeah, maybe I'll I'll put on one of those trash and treasure groups on Facebook and say wanted. Maybe if there's somebody a, has one laying around their garage hold on, somewhere. Hold on. So they, you know, did you get the Bluetooth brick phone? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they make a car phone like that. Maybe. Well, I mean, this one's just from China. It cost me 40 bucks, but it works. Yeah, I mean, you can find them on Amazon all Yeah, day. that's all I mean, it you works. get the flux capacitor fucking yeah. USB charger if you want that, too. But, uh, but can know, we make getting can back we get a to car phone? Getting, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, getting back to, uh, to to obscure cars of that time period and the, the sketchy electronics and, you know, trying to get them more. Tim Neely, you know, good friend of mine. He's doing Motor Vice. He's also uh, host Tim's Enthusiast garage uh youtube channel check them out um super awesome guys salt of the earth just genuine amazing person uh a lot of inspiration uh uh, from him for a lot of things that i'm doing in my life right now um and again i met him through facebook through mutual friends he lives in ohio and the first time i met him was in phoenix yeah we just Hey, I'm going to be in Phoenix at the same time. Cool, let's have a drink. And he's one of my favorite people. Uh, so he's doing this motor vice show, but he is all about rad cars. You know, he's got uh, a 190E Cosworth. He's Ooh. got a mint condition Sirocco uh, 16 valve, which is an area of discontent because he cannot get it to run right. So, so... He, but the car is needs, beautiful. Well, he, no, no, no. So he needs to be meet Big Will style. You, you know Big Will? Virginia Beach? Uh, friends of Brian Clare? Um, I'm sure Tech, I Volkswagen. do. He's got a, a mint Callaway Sorocco. Well, he cannot get this th- find anybody to get this thing to run. Was the, the car is like brand new, and he cannot get it. It's been his dream to get. Well, I've already got two people in mind that he needs to talk okay, to. Okay, Tim, you need to you need to get with uh, Mr. Chris over here because he might have something for you. Either either big, uh, I think it's Big Will Style is is his name on Instagram. Okay. Or sixteen valves on Instagram. Okay, well, Those, it's something with the electronics of the car and the ignition system. I don't I don't know. Look, I'm not a VW guy. Those two guys but, between them two. They they are they well, they are one of the go to people. If I have, have you, questions. well, let me ask you this: Have you seen the black Lotus Esprit V8 twin turbo with the gold concave 1552s on it? No, on I have on not. Instagram. No, but I would like to see it. That's his car. That's Tim's car. Oh, um, hmm. baller. Well, he he's he's got he he used to, um, you know, the P3 gauges, the gauge company that. Uh, makes the wide band gauges that fit like in your AC vent and yeah. fa- he yeah. he started that company. Oh. He's since sold it off, but that that was his baby. Okay. Um he loves I, I don't know how many cars he has, but we have some similar cars. He ha- he and I have some overlap and interest and ownership. Um you know, between you know the vintage Mini Cooper, uh the SL um his Lotus is badass. It's definitely beyond Instagram famous at this point. One of the cars I'm thinking about buying next is one he's very enthusiastic about. That's the Maserati Grand Sport. Um, yeah, he's got a V12 Jag mm-hmm. that he loves. Um, so you want his garage and everything in it? Just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. There's nothing wrong Probably with Probably everything in his collection except for his wife's Prius. 
Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. Let's th- throw that in the fire. Yeah. In a fiery fire. And, I mean, and, and, and you know what? And he's got kids, and he's raising them so right. His son just got a CL 500 AMG Sport Package, the big body Mercedes Coupe. Yeah. <whistles> Great car. What year? Um, I want to say it's like an O2 or O3. Okay. So is uh, it like the shark, the like the, the shark nose front end, where everything's a little more sleek? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. With like the the cam brake rear end, and it looks like a removable hard top where the 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 C pillar comes into the quarter panel. It's it doesn't have a B pillar, kind of like my coupe. Um, oh. It's the S class coupe, is what it is. Yeah. His teenage son. That that's what he chose. Huh. <laughs> Doing it right. Quality over quality. Doing it right. Um, and I'm so looking forward to Motor Vice. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds it, like a fun... Dude, I, like, it probably would remind you of every fucking 80s and 90s TV show that you ever fucking watched. Absolutely. That's the whole point. Right. Even, even from fucking... Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where oh, they yeah. never showed ex- one car Miami except for Vice. Uncle Bill's fucking Volvo. Yeah. I mean, Miami Vice. And that was 18, exactly one thing that came in the Knight Rider. Yeah. I mean, du- Duke's a Hazard. I mean, um, Smokey and uh, the Airwolf, Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, what, and even cartoons like, you know, Mask. Because they used real car model cars in, in that cartoon. Uh, I forget what his name, the character's name was, but I know, like, the leader um, had the. Camaro IROC that I, that did change into an airplane. Did it do burn us in the dirt? I don't know. It's a cartoon. Every time I've seen a fucking IROC in any movie or any TV show, they always did burn us in the dirt. And that's why I always tell Stephen Sherrill with mm. Mister Mister Eight Hundred and Thirteen Horsepower mm-hmm. fucking IROC, mm-hmm. you do, do good burnt dirt dirt burnouts. What do we call those dirt outs? Is that what you call them? I don't know. I don't know. They do them in Joe Dirt. But I mean, you know, I can't wait to you know dress the part. I, I'm trying to get all the props together. Trying to get the period correctness of the car. Get your mirror together. Your, your mirror, fucking tent, uh, um, uh, aviators. I got those already though, because I just oh, the, you bougie like that. <laughs> well, the ones I have actually won't work because they're carbon fiber. Huh? The the earpieces are oh, carbon you, fiber. You fancy. Well, I'll probably just get a pair of like um, old school like Wayfarers because yeah, that's what Crockett would wore. Yeah, and Miami Vice. And you know what? You know what I'm going to bring back. And and this 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 brings up another point that I was I was actually uh, asking on my my Facebook page. If uh, anybody who's listening hasn't followed my Facebook page, please do. Looks mm-hmm. like to succeed. Absolutely. Anyway, do successful people impulse buy things that they wanted as a kid? Yeah, that's the that's the point, isn't it? I mean, I, it's to be able to have the stuff that you I, wanted when you were a kid that that's you why couldn't. I'm bringing back Doc Martin's dog. Dude, there ain't nothing wrong with that at all, dude. But, I, this watch I'm I'm wearing right now, this Omega Moon watch. I've this is this. I mean, it's not the same watch, and they've made some changes over the years. But this is the watch that they wore in the Apollo missions. If you believe they went there, we're not going there. I'm just saying, man. This was the watch that I always wanted. It's not the most expensive watch in the world. It's definitely not cheap. Yeah. Um, But I always wanted one. And, you know, I got to the point, I'm 
this year I turned 40. <sighs> and doing all right. Definitely um, not likely to fail at this point, I hope, anyway. I think you do that. And I figured uh, nobody's going to buy it. I, I ain't got a significant other right now. Yes, ladies. Not not ladies. Don't want you, ladies. Love you, ladies, but not not what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm single. Ladies. <laughs> Hi. Single. But, um. Hit me up. Uh, but, you know, uh, um. At 30, going into my 40th birthday, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money. I'm doing okay. Nobody's going to buy this for me but me. True. And it will last forever. Yeah. So, do do do. Hey, Curl, give me a moon watch. Boom. He brought it to the dealership. Done. Ball it. Done. I, I said, that's low end for him, but it's, and I'm not going to say I'm never going to buy another watch because that's a lie. Yeah. Because I like watches. I have like 50 of them. Some yeah. of them are cheap. Some of them are expensive. Some of them are... Basically, if, if it's cool and it's interesting and something different and I like it, yeah, probably going to buy it. Just like your cars. You know, and, and that that's fun, funny you say that because I like to think that I put a lot of effort and thought and research into making auto buying decisions fact of the matter is you didn't nope (laughs) but you bought what you wanted um and not always what i set out to buy to begin with like that the the 300 uh coupe you know when i bought that i was at my boss's house for a new year's eve party last year yeah drunk Uh, that's when you impulse buy a lot of eBay shit. drunk eBaying on New Year's Eve. Yeah, bought it, and you know what? I I, I was looking for an affordable. That car wasn't expensive. Was not expensive. Yeah. Um, depending on your your definition, but I mean it, it was it wasn't expensive. It was not a lot of money. Um, yeah. I mean you're you're talking about five year old used base model Civic money. Yeah. It just, um. Because I really wanted a diesel. I wanted like um, like a 79 to 85 300 turbo diesel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. those those are getting expensive for the good ones. And everybody wants a fucking diesel for some reason. Well, I don't man, know. you got to buy the best one you can afford. Yeah. And they were, the best ones are getting pretty expensive yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So I came across this one. I'm like, huh. I really like the look of it. It's rare. They didn't make very many two doors. It's got the 24 valve high output engine in it. Yeah. Um, sure. Why not? And the car actually ended up being way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. All right. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna end this soon. But all right. I want you to think about what I told you to think about earlier, and we'll come back and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Beer makes me fucking pee like a motherfucker. All right. So. Told you to think about this earlier, and you made a little mention earlier. Uh, you know, back in like 2008 when the when the market crashed. Mm-hmm. But the question of the day is: When we when did you feel like you were least likely to succeed, and what did you do to change it? Well, you know, it's funny going back to my college days. I mean, I mentioned earlier I don't have a degree. It wasn't because I didn't go. 
uh, just dropped out. Couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, wouldn't commit to anything. Uh, it was just took me a while to find myself, and I think selling cars was just that stopgap where it was something to do. Yeah. Um, never thought it was going to be wildly successful at that. Kind of just floated around. Um, and then got into Geico and actually really liked that for the most part. Obviously, everything's got its pluses and minuses. But um, was took to that like a fish to water. Uh, was excelled at that, moved up very quickly. Got up into the you know the corporate hierarchy, um, doing quality control, internal fraud investigation, uh, internal auditing, things mm-hmm. like that, um, and that's where I was when I left. And I took a huge, I won't even say calculated risk to leave that because you know there was a pension, there was a good four hundred one k, there were bonuses, amazing benefits. So it took a lot for me to leave that just from a security and reliability standpoint. Um, and when, you know, when this guy uh, called me, he's like, yeah, I want you to be my used car manager. I mean, he made it sound just like that. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I want you to come be my used car manager. Excuse me? Yeah. So that was a scary proposition for me because I'd been out of the car business for a decade or more um, and I definitely never worked in it in that capacity you know I'd done parts I'd done service writing I'd you know done a lot of different things but never sales management buying cars managing people you know closing deals I was like ah I, I I trusted him and the fact that he knew me well or knows me well enough that he wouldn't have extended the offer to me if he didn't think I was capable of doing the job. Right. And, I mean, ultimately, I'm capable of doing the job. Yeah. When I got there, the person that I was replacing was still there. Hmm. Yeah. And he's an asshole. Hmm. Um, yeah, he'd probably make things more awkward for you just by being himself. So he, they let him stay on as a salesperson until he could find something else, basically, the way it worked out. And sort of just showing him the door. Yeah. Um, and he was obviously no help, but he always had something to say about everything. Of course. Um, just because he's salty. Well, yeah. Um and my boss at the time I said my friend is my boss's boss uh, my direct superior was no help either and I said I'm not naming names don't want to talk about specific situations but don't know what the actual thing was with that aside from we just didn't click Yeah. at all not, I mean not even a little bit uh, didn't get along, didn't see eye to eye, everything I did was wrong. He, he resented the fact that I didn't have any experience and needed help yeah. and wouldn't give it to me. Was, was resigned to the fact that he was probably, 
perfectly okay with letting me fail sooner than later just so he could get rid of me and get somebody else in there that knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and that, that that was the time when I'm, I legitimately said, fuck me, I have made a huge mistake. Yeah. I'm working all these hours, which is what I hated about this business to begin with. Uh, it's cutthroat. I'm not getting any help or support from the people I need it from. I'm basically thrown into the deep end, sink or swim, and try not to drown. Yeah. And it was just fortunate for me that um, the people that did really matter in the organization, uh, my friend included, I and I don't know, I, I wasn't part of the, the discussion or the decision-making, but he, he saw that we were not going to get where we needed to go with the arrangement that we had. Right. And he had made the decision that either my, me, myself, or my boss were not going to have a job. Right. And it came down to that point where he had to decide whether it was going to be me or the other guy. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for me, I think they saw that I had the talent and the abilities mm-hmm. and I just needed the coaching and the instruction and the help to get to where I am Yeah. now. Um, I definitely feel good about it now. Yeah, no, you should. And then the fact that, but there was, there were, there were several months up until a few months ago that I was, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Here's my keys. I'm taking an Uber home. Deuces. Yeah. I was, I was ready. I was like, you know what? I've made a mistake. I'm just gonna. I got money in the bank. I'm just gonna quit, and I'll find something else. I go work for a body shop, writing estimates. You know, yeah. Body shop. What? What? Are, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck this asshole. Uh, you know. Long, long, long story short, perseverance and people seeing my capabilities for what they were. And what they could be, mm-hmm. I think it persevered. And I can definitely see myself moving forward in this career path and, and making making something out of it. Three, four months ago, I was ready to quit. Yeah. I, I was done. I, mean, I was, was like, this this was a mistake. I yeah. fucked up my life. I mean, I, but you weren't even clear where your path was because you almost didn't even know your place yet. I didn't. So with with that insecurity, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of doubt. I didn't know. I I knew how to appraise a car. Yeah. I I knew how to call bullshit on the shop when they were trying to tell me a car needed something when it didn't. When I was trying to get my used cars through the through the shop for a reasonable amount of money, you know, if they, oh well, your your muffler bearing and your flare stand joint is, is bad and it's gonna fail and spend your bullshit. <laughs> I got an ASC certification. Shut the fuck up. I didn't just fall off the Trump truck. That car don't need none of that shit. Right. They found out real quick that I knew what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. That I'd wrenched on cars before and I knew what knew what the parts were and what to do and 
yeah, yeah. what labor really costs. Yeah. So that that aspect of it wasn't really a problem. And praising cars wasn't really a problem. Talking to customers, not really a problem. Took me a while to get used to it again. Yeah, get me a little bit nicer, a little less stern, a little more... Well, I can turn that on and off. I, I, can, I can go from your best friend to an asshole just like that. I mean, right. that's just part of the job. And it's part of when you need to because you're dealing with people. And, mm-hmm. of course, you ultimately want them to be on your side. So it's like, okay, well, you're not on my side. Well, let's figure out how we need to get you there. Well, I mean, I feel good about it now because my new boss that replaced the one that went bye-bye mm-hmm. um, made a comment to me the other day because I – I didn't know him from Adam and Eve. It's there. Yeah. Um, but real quickly learned out, learned um, his background and his success rate and why he was there and was like, oh, this guy's a badass. Uh, so I shared it with him. I was like, you, you know what my background is, right? He's like, insurance. I was like, yeah. And that I basically got hired off the street to do this job with no experience whatsoever yeah and and this is a guy that just came from a dealership selling 400 cars a month making took a pay cut to come to us yeah as a favor uh of my friend who'd worked with him before and he said to me he's like if somebody don't know what the hell they're doing you you're doing look like you're doing a pretty good job to me yeah it's like Okay. All right. Well, how, cool. how do I get better? <laughs> He's like, you know, we got to get through the end of this year because we're chasing a record. We, every, we've only missed our monthly sales record twice this year. Yeah. And I think we're 30 cars, new cars away from our all-time yearly record. So we should have our all-time yearly record in the bag by the middle of the month. Uh, so he got, doesn't want to shake anything up and yeah. disrupt anything. Uh, right now, but I know uh, first of the year we're going to sit down and, and the management's going to come up with some new policies and procedures for going forward that's going to help us get to to the next level. Uh, that's great. I'm really excited about that's good. that. Yeah, I, I'm actually really excited about it for the first time in a while. Yeah, I don't right now going forward. I no longer feel like I made a mistake. I feel good about where I am and what I'm doing, and I'm looking forward to be just being better at it. Yeah, and l- like I was saying, like uh, to to someone on Facebook the other day, there were the, the the statement they made was somewhere along the lines of being your best person. It's like you should always be your fucking best person. But you know what? The human nature. I mean, everybody's personality is different, and that's real easy to say that you should always be your best person. Yeah. But I'm one of those people that I've got to convince myself to put myself in that place. Mm-hmm. I don't do it naturally. It's not that easy. Hmm. It, some people it is. And for those people, you know, more power to you. I wish I was that way. Yeah. I'm no different than... I, I don't consider myself a pessimist, but I definitely consider myself realistic. Yeah. I hope for the best and prepare for the worst. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um... And for me to be my best self, I've got most people have never seen it because it it takes a lot. But I've got a bad temper. 
hmm. Hulk smash temper. It just takes a lot for it to get there. So I've got to put myself in my best place because it doesn't happen naturally. Yeah. I got no patience for bullshit. I got no patience for ignorance. I got no patience for mistakes where I've, uh, and people doing things the wrong way. And I've told them five times how to do it the way they're supposed to do. And I got no patience for that. And it yeah. pisses me off. Just, so I, I've got to work. I, I'm, I, I work on actively have to work through those situations for it not to display itself negatively. Yeah. That's just my personality. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. For, for me, myself, when, when he made this comment, it was more of, like, I don't know. Like, I think you should always be your best person. I mean, sometimes you show your no, ass. No, and I agree that you should but, always be your best person. But what I'm saying is for some people, I'm being one of them, mm-hmm. it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. It doesn't come naturally. But even if you're showing your best person, even if you're just kind of like, meh, whatever, but you're not showing your ass, I right. think you're, 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 you're doing good. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a lot of people, there's, there's, there are a lot of people who show their ass a lot. I tr- and, I'm, I can definitely uh, be an asshole. And no. A lot? No, I can. But, but I'm not saying you're not showing but gener- your ass. No, because generally when I'm an asshole, you've given me a damn reason to be one. Right. And I can't help if it's because you're stupid, or you said something stupid, or you did something stupid, or you didn't know any better. I mean, I got to think through these things, but I... You know what part of that is? What? People just aren't willing to say that I don't know. You're right. Because honestly, I, I don't I'll tell bullshit them, me. No, 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 no. If I'm you a, don't know, say you don't know. I'm I a firm believer. At work like a motherfucker. I'm a, exactly. I'm a firm believer, and if if you don't know, ask. Right. Use your, but use your resources. There's use your yes, resources, and if you, a, you you get past that when you're like, okay, I know this much, but there's still this question. Go fucking ask somebody before you do some dumbass shit and you look like a fucking retard. You get yourself written up and there, or fired from work. There is no such thing as a bad question until the third time you've asked the same one. Very true. Or you've already been taught that and you said you understood it. Yeah. If you ask me once, fine. I, I appreciate you not knowing and being honest. I'll with ask you. you twice. If you ask me twice, I'm going to remind you. If you ask me a third time, you get in the eye. I'll ask you the second time because I, I'll tell you that, hey, look, I'm going to, I'm probably, I might remember this, but so I don't fuck it up. What you're saying to me now, I'm going to ask you again. Well, see, I give people the eye. I'm one of those freaky people like the rock that, you know, the people's eyebrow. Yeah. Most people can't do that. I can do that. And they get the, they get the <laughs> eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't see it over a podcast, but yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I can do the whole forehead that. wiggle and eyebrow independent movement and wiggle my ears. On, yeah, I can do the ear thing. Yeah, I can do all that. So yeah, you 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 get the ears flared out and the people's eyebrow when you ask ask me the third and fourth time and I look at you like you're stupid. Yeah, nah, because that means you're asking too many times and you're yeah. now you're being annoying. Yes. All right. Ooh. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. Um. Well, I think we've. We've got it all. Most of it. I mean, there were some other things that I was going to ask, but I mean, we're at two hours now. Well, so it's You uh, can ask me afterwards, and maybe we can do part two once you get through your first round of peeps. 
Oh, the battery's running low. Uh-oh. Hello. There, there was there was that. Uh, I, I guess that's the signal. That's the signal. All right, guys, we're out of here. Battery's running low, and uh, my computer told me so. So uh, follow Jay on Instagram and Facebook. Yep, yeah, uh, Never Enough VA on Instagram, and uh, of course my name on on Facebook. Facebook's pretty private, but if I know you, I'll definitely uh, let you in. And Instagram is is public. Cars and Coffee VB on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Look it up. It's five bucks a car. First weekend of the month. Usually check Facebook for details. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if you need a new or used car, especially a Honda, certified <laughs> Honda, lightly owned, pre-owned vehicle, look me up. I got you. He does got you. And we'll put on social media on on the uh, the posts I make. So. It was a pleasure. Frank. J. Brown the fourth. Frank J. Brown the fourth. Well, All common names. They are, but uh, just call me J. All right. Well, it was a pleasure. And, and that rumbling noise is my cat rubbing against the microphone right now. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Yes, wiggle fluff. <laughs> All right. We're out. Out. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the podcast, Least Likely to Succeed. If you want to reach out to me via email, my email is least likely to succeed podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter handle is one Chris Chuck. Facebook is Chris Chuck. And my Instagram is Black Ass Chris. If you're using iTunes or Google Play, please, please subscribe and give me a review and a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. And hopefully you guys stay tuned to the next episode. And yet again, I thank you for listening.